Well, what's going on, guys? This is the Cloud9 Podcast Season 3, Episode 5. So, you know, like a few weeks ago, Cloud9 ended up firing LS, actually. And you know how everyone was just pretty much in shock about what happened? Well, the same thing pretty much just happened with TSM. It's just like, I don't know how some of these, like, LCS uh, teams have just been going back and forth with, like, all of this, like, drama in general. You know, you know, like, holy fucking shit. But I want to make sure I make an announcement to you guys here. Is I need to just, oh my, everyone in the group chat is fucking ridiculous. Holy shit. I'm turning off my notifications, man. This is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Jeez. Like, dude, people in the group chat just keep fucking going back and forth all the time it's like oh my lord i was trying to like fucking do my prep for league of legends and then people in the fucking group chat are just like going off like just non-stop and shit it's like holy fuck man okay so if you guys actually um want lec stuff we will be having lec stuff next week i had a lot to do this week and i just didn't have um the overall time to really press down on like the lec um, but we did do our LEC episode uh, previously, so episode four of the Cloud9 podcast for season three has our LEC, uh, you know, con- uh, oh, covering the LEC 2022 Spring Spit regular season, where we talk about literally every single team, we go over games, we pretty much cover it all. Now, for this next week coming up for the Cloud9 podcast, we will have our very own LEC 2022 Spring Split, all pro teams, the three teams, MVP and MIP. And, you know, we'll have that. I know the official LEC already put theirs out. Um, but, you know, I want to make sure uh, I have mine out. We do these pretty much every single year since I started doing these things. You know, it's always really, really fun to do, you know, overall. And, yeah, uh, this episode is mostly just going to be, you know, focused on um you know lcs actually i got a chance to you know catch up on a lot of the uh lcs games that i didn't get a chance to um you know uh watch overall you know the uh team liquid and FlyQuest game holy fucking shit that was a ride that was a complete ride a ride of throwing actually what's up matthew how you doing what's up tony how you doing man I managed to pass by because it's still early in EU. Oh, really? Holy shit. It's still early over there? Fuck, dude. It's um 4 o'clock almost where I'm at right now. But yeah, uh, if you guys are watching this, you know, yeah, this is, this is just going to be pretty much pure LCS and, you know, covering, you know, uh, the TSM situation. Now, I don't really know what's going specifically on with that. I watched, um, there was a double lift clip on YouTube where I watched a bit of it. Then I watched, um, the four horsemen, uh, video, uh, podcast that was on inside on esports with Monte Cristo and Thorin. I watched that one. So there's a lot to really speculate right there, but the only actual true thing that could come out of this is what the fuck has been going on with TSM? You know, like what the hell has been going on with TSM to the point where uh, Spica literally tweeted about, you know, um, I, I would say five minutes before that actual post from TSM came out, you know, where he said every day is a banger at TSM. He ain't lying, actually. 
He is not lying. How are you guys? Um, I just got off work. Actually, I literally just got off work. Just got home. I plan on um watching uh X tonight in the theaters with a friend. I'm gonna watch uh X, and next week I'm gonna watch Morbius, and then the week after that I'm gonna watch the Sonic the Hedgehog too. That's what I have planned overall for the next few weeks. So essentially, kind of like right when I get off work, um, for the next couple of weeks, I'll just come home, take a quick shower. And then, you know, start up the Cloud9 podcast, you know, because I want to make sure you guys get these, you know, every single week. That's why I ended up taking off the specific time uh, frame for it. Because, like, if I can't match a specific time, then I'll just set a time that I think is just the best for me overall, you know. So, I had that ended up happening. Uh, so, yeah, for sure, you guys will be getting the Cloud9 podcast uh on thursday but it won't be a specific time whatever time it's set you know during that day when i you know plan my content because i usually plan my content you know a week in advance that way i kind of know what's going to be going on you know i'll set this for thursday whatever time it's set is the time you get it i'll most likely have it between 3 30 and 4 but that's not a set actual time it's just going to be you know whenever i i could just get it in for you guys yeah, he sold Sword Art's car and didn't give him his money. Keck W. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that part of the story. Like, he sold Sword Art's car for, like, what, 80K, and he didn't give him his money? So, to me, this story just seems like it's someone who's just in debt from maybe gambling. Maybe he's given money to, like, OnlyFans bitches, like, in fucking China. I don't fucking know, honestly. But... All signs like this essentially point to, like, just being in debt. In debt for one, because people who are in, in debt, a common trait is that they'll ask to borrow money, and then they'll tell a story to someone, and then they'll tell a different story to someone else. And then they'll think that the people that they told the different stories to won't necessarily catch on. But it turns out, given how life generally works... People talk to each other, and then people come to find out, you know, uh, this person ended up lying to me, and if the person never gives them their money back, it's just how it works. You know, personally, for me, I don't really loan out money. The last time I loaned out money was to my um, little brother. Uh, his car was about to get impounded, and he needed, like, uh, $60 to get it out. This was back in, like, 2017. This was the... Literally, the week of the finals for when uh, Jensen forgot to press Zonya's and, you know, Cloud9 lost to TSM in that grueling best of five that Cloud9 went through. So, yeah, literally, that was the weekend that that happened for my brother, and I loaned him, like, 60 bucks. And, yeah, he paid me back uh, the following week, actually. And, yeah, every time I loaned out money, I never really got it back. And there was a certain period point in time where I literally just stopped doing it. You know, like I just stopped doing it overall. I don't know, Sean. I don't know. I don't know if you ever have any experiences with that. Just loaning out money to friends and they said they're going to pay you back. Like at a certain point uh, for me, I simply just went like, okay, this is just a donation to someone. Apparently, you know? Yeah. Just I, God, I, I don't know what to say. Holy fuck. Just, well, have uh... you ever just loaned out money to a friend and they say they're going to pay you back like in a week or so or in two weeks when they get paid and never get it back? <clears throat> Um, well, I have loaned out money before, and they have always given it back to me. Uh, oh, okay. the only time, the only time that haven't happened is with the uh, 
was uh again i cut out my fucking shitty parents from my life uh like years ago and yeah they would like take money from me and spend it on drugs Holy and to the point where God. they owed eighty thousand for me and i just i threatened them at one point to just take them to court they didn't give me the money and then they eventually did and then after i got my money i got i just said bye how much money cut them out. were they trying to take from you or you let them borrow <clears throat> well no they just it was just over the years and oh just kept they, they said kept they said oh, they, oh we need this we'll pay you back no they and yeah they were never gonna plan to they just wanted it for drugs Did you just do yeah. it just because they were your parents you, and you just <clears throat> hoped to think they were gonna do it eventually out of some <clears throat> goodness in their heart yeah but then when i was uh like when i was like 17 uh yeah then i was like yeah no <clears throat> yeah they just they just wanted it for like shit like drugs like uh so, so like, the only people that you've loaned out money to that they've never paid you back, but if you loan out to a friend, yeah. they paid you back. Oh, okay. yeah, because I know what people to trust with it. I'm on an idiot. Like I know what mm -hmm. people are sketchy. I know what people are mm -hmm. trustworthy. Uh, like yeah, it's <clears throat> I have like a good idea of it. But for somebody who doesn't have a good idea of it, yeah, just don't don't bother. Just like tell them like the you need to like do something like in return like uh. <clears throat> like uh what do you how do you say it like uh i don't I just, know just it, it, try to me, get something back in return like if they I'll have something say, that means a lot if they have something that no but if it's somebody you don't trust fully but you mm -hmm. still do it then i'm saying like if they if you go to your house you know they have something uh means a lot to them just say if you want the money then you'll have to give me that and then you'll get it back once you pay me back or else i'm keeping <laughs> it then that's a good way you know it's sort of like what they did in Ooh. schools before where mm -hmm. you where somebody would ask for something from a teacher and they'd be like okay give me one of your shoes <laughs> <laughs> yeah like I, I i learned that trick they said if you if you ever, ever borrow more if you have a person that you know that borrows money from you borrow something of theirs so like uh my brother's ex if they ever had a friend that asked for money from them she would ask to borrow their food stamp card. <laughs> so if they wanted their money back, they would. if they wanted their food stamp card back, they would have to give them the money back. Otherwise, you don't get food. So that was another way. I, I, I've actually liked that way before. It's just, you know, for me, I just always believed in the good in people. And that's always just been a fucking horrible thing I've always did, no matter what. And I just always hope they pay me back. At a certain point, I just stopped doing it. Unless you're just some honestly... A mate, like a person I, that I can like severely trust, then I don't really do it, you know. Or if I do it and they say they're gonna pay me back, I'll, I'm just like, nope, don't pay me back. You don't, you don't gotta do it. Just it's it's, it's a donation, you know. Um. Uh. What, what was it gonna say? Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. Just don't pay me back. It's it, it's all good, you know. Things just happen mm -hmm. no matter what. You know what I mean? Like it it happens. I'm not someone yeah. that cares. Like money comes and goes anyway. That's that's just how I you think see, about it. Yeah, personally. well, I, I wouldn't care as much about that with some people, but uh like again, not that I've had any experiences with it, but I know some of my friends have. However, it's fine if like that's the case. However, <laughs> don't lie about it though. When you lie about it, like you say something like, yeah. No, 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 I'll pay you back, and then after three months, because they kept saying that, so then you're just like remind them, like, <clears throat> okay, so about that money, and then they ask entitled, like, Oh, you're still bitching about yeah, those people can just like jump people. off jump off a <laughs> fucking bridge. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll just grab a fucking knife and fucking slit all their throats. Like those people Holy can go to shit. hell. Sean, yeah, they, they, those God. people can go right the fucking hell. They don't deserve to live. But otherwise, Holy I can understand that. 
MSK. Like, that, that's just for me personally. Like, if someone asks to borrow money, I'm like, hey, it's not a borrow. It's to help you out. You know, that way I don't set myself up for disappointment. Whether the person uses that money for good or not is doesn't matter. It's not my money anymore. It's yours. I get. I willingly gave it to you. It's my own. It's not my personal fault anymore. That's on you. Now, the thing here is like people who are generally in debt will keep on borrowing money. And if they, and that that's the thing is like if they didn't pay you back the first time, why would someone loan you money the second time if they didn't pay you back the first time? That's a common thing gullible. too. Yeah, like that's what a lot of people go through too. Is like they'll loan money out to a friend who didn't pay them back the first time, or they barely paid them back at the very last minute, and they'll loan them out money again. On to not get the money back. It's like, what the fuck? I, I, people are, I mean, I get it. You know, you want to trust people. I get it. Um, all right. Uh, we have the Peter Zhang interview uh right here that um uh what, what was his name? Richard Lewis actually did. So let me go to it. There's two interviews, there's the one with yeah. Swear to God, if I see Reggie in real life, you're going to have to hold me back from punching him in the face like 50 times until he goes oh, into a fucking we coma. Some, we have some juicy shit. So three hours ago, Peter Zhang actually put out a twit longer focusing on this situation, actually. Okay. Yeah. It um, wasn't right what I'm saying. It wasn't right what they did it from like what I saw. But uh, mm -hmm. uh, I'm just going to say out of a coach just a fully like a coaching thing or whatever mm -hmm. it, it, it's a good move just i can't believe that guy even was employed he's such a garbage fucking coach holy fuck so in that area if it was just out of just a coaching thing then i would understand it but i mean it wasn't so mm -hmm. it's one of those things where like i never really thought of this guy as a good coach i remember he coached for team liquid i i mean he i i, I don't even think he had that much like success with the roster like that roster no. had success because not because of him yeah like, not they, they because were, of him the drafts was yeah. the worst part yeah and, all and then that stuff. he was in tsm for a very long time he got a chance to actually legitimately be the head coach of a few tsm rosters and he just completely failed with them this is when bjergsen was on tsm as well it's just like uh, i never really saw him as like a good coach in general you know but if he was good with the players and that's what they really liked about him i think that's always good i think he was more suited for academy that's what i always thought he was suited for he was just better suited for academy that's it um let me pull up the richard lewis uh dexterno article to really bring you guys full context on both situations oh my god fuck richard richard lewis uh dexterno peter Zang. Did this shock you as much as the L LS one, actually? Uh, I don't know. I haven't read it yet. Let's see. So, yeah, I'm going to have to see. Give me a sec. It's loading right now. Okay, Dexter to League of Legends. Okay, so this is the one by Richard Lewis. We'll have this one. And then we'll have Peter Zang's twit longer that he literally just put out. Let me go... And see what he said on his twit longer. Okay. Let's see where he's saying. Okay. Peter's going to be saying, okay. Come on. Okay, here we go. Now we have his side of the story. Okay, so we're going to go and cover two sides of this, guys. Then we'll have to talk about the games and the league itself. Because, mm -hmm. you know, TSM is always in drama. 
Whether or not they want to be in drama is irrelevant. TSM just always is in some shit. They're just always in some shit, yep. dude. Okay, so no matter what, was just off topic. This fucking idiot on Twitter, I replied to him, and then he replied back saying, "I didn't tell you to speak." So then I just replied, and, you, and your mother meant to swallow. <laughs> what the anyway, fuck? so read Holy it out. Shit. Are you gonna screen? Yeah, give me one sec. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna just bring up the rest of the stuff that that we're gonna gonna need. Yeah, I, I, just TSN's my favorite sitcom. All right, isn't TSN your favorite team? You you always root for them, didn't you not? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Holy I really hope shit. Reggie uh, wins the off season next year. I hope his wallet's okay. Uh, Reginald should win the Oscars for best fucking owner, dude, for Le- for any LCS team. <laughs> yeah, well, he is a good actor. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude! I I I just I don't know, man. I, I why is TSO always in drama? They they just can't escape it. It's just their destiny mm-hmm. to be in fucking drama no matter what. Whatever. Hopefully, listen, just to say the, uh, you know, w- one of my friends worked for TSM in the past. And I'm just saying, I-, I was joking around with, like, Mexican cartel co- drug shit before. But there is some sketchy stuff uh, that has gone on there. <laughs> so all, all I'm going to say is. I can't fucking legally say it or I would actually get fucking sued, but let's just... Holy shit! But you motherfucker, you better not... You better hope no one finds out what we know you're fucking doing, you motherfucker, Reginald. That's all I'm gonna say. Sean's gonna get us in trouble. We're all gonna be dead. Yeah, (laughs) We're just all gonna die. You better hope that nobody fucking reveals what you've been doing. Sean, um, you want to have a hug? You want a hug yeah. or something, buddy? And also, there's a chance that, you know, we, <laughs> that Jack might be partly involved as well, just to let you know. Oh, Lord. I think Sean, okay, Sean, you're scaring me. Am I going to get, like, yeah. whacked by the cartel after this? Yeah, you know, listen, let's not talk about it anymore. But, yeah, just, you better hope. But anyway. I'm, I'm just going to get whacked by the cartel. So, thank you, Sean, for setting me up for I, that. I, I, I mean, my friend went to, like, a wedding in Mexico with, like his a friend's wedding, and then like one of his buddies was like drunk, and then mocking the Mexican cartel. So then they just brought out guns, and then like held him at gunpoint and with knives and shit, and then just told him to empty out his bank account. Fucking idiot! Oh my god! Holy shit! Okay, I'm gonna get that thumbnail ready for the next video I have, and let's put that there. Let's put that there. All right, let's get into this. So. Peter Zane was fired from TSM for apparently a huge conflict of interest. Now, TSM, of all people, should not be talking about a conflict of interest at all, no matter what. They literally got a player who was actually banging their president literally in 2020. I don't know if TSM is the right judge of a conflict of interest, you know? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, again, I don't know about that. The summer 2020 is officially just revoked. There's it didn't happen now because that move shouldn't have went through, which means that they shouldn't have won the split and Cloud9 should have went to world still. So that whole year is just erased from the history books now. Fuck them. <laughs> it's one of these things where, like, why is TSM of all people suddenly the 
beacon of con- of a conflict of interest. Like, what the fuck? Get the hell out of here. Uh, like, well, I mean, because there's like uh, a million five-year-olds that say so. So, <laughs> I mean, we have to believe them. <laughs> like, holy right. fucking shit. Some guy was like, oh, uh, TSM haters when I just said that tactical 100% did not deserve player of the week. So, I just re- so then I just replied to him saying, yeah, sorry, nobody cares about fucking... Nobody cares about uh fucking what, what what's the word again uh yeah irrelevant TSM anymore to actually hate on them. You know what's actually so triggered, dude. You know what's actually fucking crazy. I don't know how the league is ran like this. This doesn't make any sense. How the fuck could TSM be eligible for playoffs? Yeah. They they've been horrible. Now to be fair, guys. It's still very unlikely they don't make it because there's a lot of scenarios that have to play out their way to make it. But the fact that they're even eligible to make it is ridiculous. Like, holy shit. And then it was so cringe to see people go, yeah, TSM, they beat Cloud9. Yeah, Cloud9, you're trash. TSM, the team that's been fucking apparently like one in nine. Like the past, I don't know, yeah, three fuck off. That literally whole game was just fucking <laughs> Cloud9 and Tim Blabber was like Blabber's guys, brain was off. I yeah, swear. it was like you guys seem sad. Here I'll int summits lane. Here I'll give you guys Dre. Here I'll give you guys Baron. Here <laughs> I'll, I'll give you guys the win. I hope that makes you feel better. He he <laughs> loved playing in NA. So fun. The old friends. That that was a game for you. And then the second game was fucking <laughs> against the one team in the league worse than them. And they still almost didn't win. It was off of another choke by the other team. Oh my right? God. And if Tactical had the most average performance in history, he was just a, a <laughs> shitty ADC who was just like, his team did all the work and he was just there to <laughs> he just to do his job, just clean up whatever was team carried him. And he got fucking player of the week. And he didn't even get a player of the game. They, again, the one time they go 2-0 from a fluke, they're like, yeah, let's fucking dick ride them now for Reggie. Fuck yeah, let's give tactical. It's like, what the fuck, dude? What's so crazy about TSM? Because like they have what, uh, four wins right now. They they have four wins, right? What's so crazy about TSM is two of their wins come from Immortals who threw both times against them. Revenge threw the first time, and then the whole Immortals team threw the second time. So they're like, oh, oh, okay, Revenge, you played pretty bad against TSM. We did need to lose that game. We should have won that game. No, 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 no biggie. Oh, throws happen. Then you watch the Immortals TSM game. You're sitting there going like, Immortals, oh, my God. You can play early game. Good job. You win. It's over. This is go home. Just wrap it up. Just get out of here. It's done. Game's over. Nope, apparently they just want to throw. And, and, and we'll talk about that game. Oh, my Lord, Immortals, mercy on my soul. How can you throw that hard? What in the holy fuck? The, oh, oh, Lord, mercy on my soul, Immortals. Please, please, please. My brain cannot handle the level of throws that are in the LCS and yeah, fucking they, LEC. They see those two games and they're like, yeah, TSM clearly did the work. They clearly, you know, just yeah. TSM outperformed. clearly outplayed Immortals. Clearly, hell right? yeah, they, yeah. they clearly <laughs> out, outplayed fucking Cloud9. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like Power of Evil and fucking Xerxes literally went up to top lane when they had no business doing it just to get outplayed and give up the entire advantage. No, Speak they up, just was they zero just fucking four. Um, if man, I had they a just jungler, outperformed. 
if I had a jungler that went zero and four and gave my enemy mid laner almost an item and a half at 15 minutes, I would have just AFK that fucking game. I'd be like, all right, I'm done. I'm 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 good. I'm not playing this shit. What? Speak no, they just outperformed them, man. Come on, they clearly did. And same thing with Cloud Nine. Okay, they're just they're just a good team now. Like, come on. Yeah, dude. People in fucking uh Twitch chat and on Twitter when Cloud9 and because you know how the other teams announced they're playing a game and then they announced that they lose and shit. Mm -hmm. After the game, uh fucking the people under the fucking Cloud9 thread, they're like, Yeah, you guys suck. You lost to TSM. It's like we're watching the same game, right? Like, I don't think Cloud9 played with their brains intact that game. Yeah, they forgot it, their brains that day. Now, now I'm not gonna lie, you guys know me, I don't fucking dick ride. My my teams, I, I call shit out one guy Charles. Mm -hmm. Summon had his for his worst week by far and away. This was Summon's worst week of the LCS by far. But it, it was that was seven weeks in. We got seven weeks in with this guy pretty much clapping people. So that guy still should deserve MVP. I'm still saying yeah, that. that no, no, and Blippo played like shit as well this week. So what the fuck? Dude, dude that's the thing. Is your top lane ranking list that 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 you did? I had a group of I'd actually co-sign on that list myself. Why not switch? Someday with Whipple. I think someday's been way more consistent than Whipple throughout the split. Yeah, I'll do that. Someday only had one bad game, and that was on the Jace game he had. He only had one bad game when he played Jace. Don't give someday Jace, please, please, please. Oh, thank God. Do not give revenge Jace either. Holy shit, that was bad. Jeez, I wanted to throw yeah, us Why is revenge window. still in the league? Why, why is all these fucking top laners still in the league? <laughs> it, all right, the Mar okay, like Kumo can stay out. Anyone below him, though, should not be in the league. Oh shit. K4 Polo, what's up, dude? TSM won two games, making them the best team in existence. Let's overhype them. Dude, yeah, other fucking yeah. fans were overhyping them and shit like that. All of a sudden they're going like, what is fucking what are you crackheads doing? They were horrible. Whippo for is six the weeks in a row. Team Liquid. Not wrong. Again, this guy has been overhyped for his whole career. Like it was all it's ever since he won that fucking Esports rookie of the year somehow. A, his world even though, finals appearance. Even though it, even though there were way better rookies, and it was literally and Licorice was the best player in the whole LCS that year in his rookie year. Blippo was just a good one in his rookie year. And the people are gonna be like, well, wait, wait, they made they beat Cloud9 3 0 though. <laughs> Did you watch the game? That wasn't because of Licorice playing bad. Fuck it. His team ended like since did you not see the fucking Sebson scaring on Jarvin just walking under the turret, killing himself? All right, and and then Reaper gave him fucking echo top like two out of three games. <laughs> like, no, that, that wasn't Blipo. Blipo played shit as well. Oh my goodness. And then it was so amazing that people said, Yeah, Blipple played so good against Licorice. I was like, wait till he faces a top laner who's gonna actually cave his shit in, like the shy. Mm-hmm. And that literally happened. A lot of people go, oh, yeah, Bwipo's so good. I'm like, hey, Bwipo's still, without, in, like, Bwipo's still great. He's I just, still think he's fine, right? I think he's, he's still top three, top in the LCS. I'm not saying he's not. Well, he should be only top five with the Lee was actually this, stacked, but it isn't. Dude, this is the thing with Bwipo, is, like, the thing with, the difference between Summit and Bwipo is Summit doesn't just do something just to do something. Bwipo, if he's in a position, he'll just do something just to do it, whether if it's actually good or bad. It doesn't matter to him. He'll just do it, which causes team games, you know? And then people want to go and blame Han Sama and Core JJ. It's like, what? You know, I'm not a Bjergsen defender on any stretch of imagination. I will not be – I'll almost never defend Bjergsen on anything. 
but you can't really blame Bjergsen and the rest of his team when their top laner has like fucking Tourette's and then he just fucking runs it down in front of them. Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 you can't. Like that's not fair. Yeah, to well, them. why would you fucking go on? What, what, what? What's the champion's name again? Uh, yeah, Lu- why would you fucking go on Lucian again, you motherfucker? What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Stop! Holy fuck! And and then some actual fucking caster actually tried ranking Whippo first. Like it's because of his champion pool. It's like, oh, you mean the champion pool where he picks a bunch of random shit and then ints his team the games? Wow, yeah, yeah, wow, the the variety, good job, yeah, yeah, he's definitely number one because of that, good job, yeah, like, no, fuck off. Because I wanted to a- ask you, dude, what did you think about um Latigris's casting? Because you see in a ton of, ton, ton of comment sections, now people just say, if, Lati- if Latigris is casting, I just hit mute. Oh my, holy fuck. What, what, why? I don't, I, I mean. I, I, I don't get the hate, what? I, I don't get that. Okay, so I didn't. Her casting is literally like I don't. Just, I don't like there, there are better. Like are there better casters? Yes, obviously. You know, she's just starting out. Um, like she mm-hmm. she isn't like flowers or like some of the EU casters that know the game super well. But like, well, what, what what's the issue with it? I don't like. It's literally no, no different than like the most of the other any other NA casters. But like it, it, literally, some of the some of it is definitely just sexism. Like, what the fuck? They just like, hear a girl's also, voice. Yeah, yeah. Literally, like everything also, she's saying is the exact same as others. Like, what the fuck? No, no, dude. I hundred percent agree. It, it, it's like why? Like, okay, I don't understand people, dude. I don't get people in the scene. People always say we need new people to do certain things because we want to see fresh faces. Then they mm-hmm. get new people, and then they bitch and complain that yeah, they're like, new. It's like what when, the, the moment she was when she was hired, people were like, "Oh, well, where the fuck? Why did was she hired? Where the fuck did she get her?" It's like maybe you should do your research. She was fucking. She did a lot. Of, a she did a lot of shit before mm-hmm. that. She is over employed to get that LCS job. Like, you might not have heard of her, but fucking do your damn research. Like, holy <laughs> fucking shit. And then same thing with Emily Emily as well. She's been in the scene for, like, fucking since the start in the league scene with, like, smaller things. I, like, dude, I, I saw Emily. Analysts. I, I remember when Emily was a part of Yahoo Esports. I, I, I've I actually met Emily before. She's a really, mm-hmm. she's actually a pretty cool person. Like, yeah. she's been in the scene for a while. People yeah, like, I mean, I don't, I don't agree, like, with all of them, but, like, be, because, well, she has, like, some biases when it comes to like certain players however all of them do besides besides that that, she's fucking amazing she's one of the best analysts i'd say like i like emily i like all all this weird shit people have against these casters it's like yeah let's see your ass go up there and do a better job than them Mm -hmm. i bet you motherfuckers yeah it's like the people are like bitching with uh fucking high for some reason you know it was very intelligent with the game the shit he said like i don't get what why they're bitching there just because he wasn't just because why? Because he didn't have like a fucking uh, like a fucking he, like a didn't have like a dash or fucking jet or a fucking uh, rat raz voice just going hey yeah no just because he wasn't that enthusiastic so you hated him so, you know because apparently you're like dyslexic and somebody isn't screaming you couldn't just hear the shit high saying like mm-hmm. holy fuck like dude that's the, I just don't get people in in the scene I just don't get them. 
Like people bitch yeah. and moan that they want new people. They get new people. They bitch and moan. It's like people just say they want new people just because that sounds nice. But in reality, no one people don't want that shit. There's a life lesson for anyone that's watching this shit. People always say they want certain things and they want change. They don't really want change. They don't want that shit. Yeah, they're like, oh, what, where's uh fucking what what, what what's his name? Uh, Riven Riven Ten, yeah, sorry, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Riven Ten, or where, where's Jack? Pastry, pastry time. Yeah, they're gonna know. keep saying. I mean, I do want Riven. Uh, isn't he coming back? Or I hope he does. Dude. I was like, where's Pastry I mean, Time? He was casting. Yeah, I mean, I miss him, split. and yeah, Pastry's like they're all cool, but I mean, I also want new people as well. I want, I, like, I'm cool with having a diverse line of people. I'm not trying to burn out mm-hmm. casters. You know what I mean? Like. These people are going to understand these casters use their voice in a lot of games throughout yeah. the year, including worlds that they're yeah, inviting. I'm telling you, man, they now. should hide, they should try to find some Brazilian casters or former ones that can speak English and hire them. They are extremely good. I'll say this. I, I went and watched some of those Brazilian games you said. Those casters are fucking insane. Those guys are amazing. Yeah, Woo! yeah now with, uh, now with, uh, what was her, sorry, uh, uh what, what's her name again? So I have, like, fucking Tigris? memory loss. Who? The Tigress are all are all yeah. Tigress, sorry. Okay. So the one thing I will say, uh, one thing she will need to improve on is when when it's like when a player makes an outplay, there's like she doesn't like hype it up as much of other as other people. Kind of just talks normally mm-hmm. like any other play and has a bit of a delay. Other than that, though, she's perfectly fine. I don't get it, but anyway, but uh, yeah, they should man. definitely look at minor region casters though because those people are hyped mm-hmm. and like some oh. of the. EU regional league casters are insane as well. I'll even say this, man. I I think the LCS broadcast has gotten a lot better this year. It's been a lot more enjoyable to watch. It's been... Well, some of them are bad with, like, their game knowledge. That's driving me insane. Like, the one clip I showed you, that was hilarious. That high segment that he does with the pro players now where he asks... Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah, the the segment where he asks, um, like, hey, why should people root for you? I love that. That's perfect. Yeah, and I like how they mostly put it... I, I like how they also put most of them like when there's wait times in in between the games instead of wasting time they just put that like well went with that three minute wait timer play it then instead of like any other time the dragon on just to have something there that's also a good idea but yeah I'd say they've definitely improved that early area I don't really get the complaints there yeah because if you said the LCS broadcast was a bit lame few splits ago i'd be like yeah i could agree with you but they've definitely improved on a lot yeah, of different i don't areas. think they ever really been lame but i think they've been lame with like uh, well the analyst desk with like i think they've been kind of lame with that like a few years ago but the casters i've always thought was pretty i never really understood a lot of the hate this is the thing like mm-hmm. people who have no broadcast experience are complaining about broadcast people with no experience. They literally know nothing about how it runs, yet they want to be the biggest fucking critics of it. I, I've never understood that, though. Like, and then you have fucking Riot bending to these idiots who don't understand how this works. Yet, like, yes, I'm, I'm not saying Riot's did a perfect job with a lot of this shit, but it's like, why would I ask someone for girl advice when they've never had a girlfriend? You know? It's like, why would I do that? That's ridiculous. And then... You know, people say, like, certain content is cringe. They want different segments. But then when you get the segments, they bitch and moan. I just, my brain fried. My brain is literally fried. Um, But we have the Peter Zang drama to go over. So as you guys know, TSM and drama, name a more iconic duo. So uh, Peter Zang has uh, my side of the story. Oh, oh, this is going to be fucking juicy. Oh, my God. This is going to be juicy. So 
Let's start yeah. with what Richard Lewis put out first, and then we'll go to Peter Zhang's. Uh, yeah. Oh, I will say line. quickly the thing with High though. <laughs> did you see the one with TSM and Hoon? Like all the others, they were like praised to play like oh blue. How did you know how to do this? The TSM one with Hoon, it was just like, <laughs> so why did you fuck up here? What the fuck were you doing here? And he's just like, I don't know. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. You need to watch that one if you haven't yet. <laughs> it was just hilarious. <laughs> here we go. Sources, TSM League of Legends coach Peter Zhang fired for alleged financial irregularities. Okay. TSM sacked League of Legends coach and head of player development Peter Zhang on March 19th, citing serious allegations of conflict of interest. Sources have since told Dexerto the reasons behind the dismissal came from an agent-style setup where he secure Chinese and Taiwanese player spots on the team for a cut of earnings. On March 19th, TSM made the surprising announcement that they would be immediate, immediately terminating the contract of League of Legends coach Peter Zhang. The short accompanying statement presented by the LCS organization Ray, uh, reads, we've recently made... We've we were recently made aware of very serious allegations of conflict of interest and unethical practices against League of Legends coach Peter Zhang. After an initial investigation, we have terminated him effective immediately. We are working with external legal counsel to complete a full investigation. That's TSM's um, PR statement on the matter. Yep, yeah, dude. Facts. You just, oh my goodness, just. It's complete facts, dude. The development, uh, this development is the latest in a long line of controversies for the TSM brand. Despite their position as one of the North American, despite their position as one of North American's most popular esport entities. No, 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 they aren't. Maybe like fucking five years ago. Not anymore. We don't, right, unless we're talking about streamers, they beg to sign with TSM like Greek Guard X. Greek God Axe or their fucking Fortnite scene, which nobody cares about besides 12-year-olds. Other than that, no, maybe like five fucking years ago. And they aren't the biggest uh, anymore either, right? Fucking hunt stuff. Brands like 100 Thieves fucking eat some alive, right? What What is this fake news? Anyway, well, I mean, continue. You, you have to hype them up a little bit in the article, man. Don't yeah, you yeah, they're doing a new CLG. Anyway, continue. No, dude, Reginald said that happens. He's going to sell his house, remember? Oh yeah, <laughs> I saw. A home, I remember that tweet? Just saw a naked homeless man riding his bike around the LCS studio. <laughs> Holy shit! Holy shit! Okay, despite their position as one of North American's most popular esport entities, <sighs> they have found themselves consistently under fire for serious managerial missteps. Former President Lena Zhu was at the center of a long controversy regarding her relationship with then-player Doublelift, a conflict of interest by most professional standards as she was directly responsible for deciding if he was rehired and the details of his contract. Yeah, that's pretty big right there. That's pretty fucking yep. big right uh, there. Again, do you think that summer 2020 split is not revoked now? You, you are on fucking you're like doing meth all right like fuck <laughs> off that split does not matter anymore cloud nine's world streak is still going because of that fuck them oh my goodness jesus christ so 
right here. This later blew up into further controversy when she leaked details of the team's former jungler, Dardock, ha having trouble finding a new home on Doublelift's stream. Details that seriously undermined Hartnett's potential bargaining power. At the end of 2021, Doublelift would leave TSM and speak openly about negative experiences with the owner, Reginald. Uh, Doublelift's departure would be followed by Zhu, uh, Bjergsen, and Parth. This would lead into a public report on Wired that revealed Reginald was being investigated for bullying and harassment, both by an independent body appointed by TSM and Riot Games themselves. Have you ever heard being investigated for bullying in your life? No. <laughs> if you bully people in school, you get expelled. That's what happens. So, mm -hmm. I don't know how that would happen with an org if you were caught doing that, you know. Mm -hmm. Given how adjacent to controversy they have been of late, many started to speculate the severity of these offenses that had made TSM terminate uh, Yi. A common narrative that cropped up across Reddit and Twitter was that it must have something to do with match-fixing. An issue that saw 38 players, managers, and coaches banned across the Chinese LPL and LDL divisions in April 2021. I I still can't believe no other region has picked up Bo. That right? that's, that's that's a travesty. Just, that's yeah, that is depressing. Travesty. That's depressing. It's also depressing that in fucking shithole China, you can't get a second chance when it comes to gambling. Apparently, but anyway. No, 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 you're fine. You're fine, dude. Uh, in the resultant Reddit thread reacting to Yi's firing, LCS Commissioner Jackie Felling made a point to try to try and stop speculation about it pertaining to match fixing. She says, nothing to do with match fixing, Felling said. This is an eternal team matter, not making a statement from Riot at all, but I don't want people to think this had anything remotely to do with match fixing or betting, which it does not. Okay, I'm going to say this right now. She should not be doing that. She is in... She's the LCS commissioner. She is not TSM. The LCS commissioner should not be going out and making these big public statements for TSM. If TSM uh, knows it's not match fixing, they should say that. Why is the LCS commissioner doing this? Rookie mistake. I know she just started this. Whatever. I, that, and she can't be doing that. You literally cannot be doing that. Following our own investigation, Dexterto can now confirm the reasons for the sudden departure of Peter Zhang. Sources familiar with the matter explained to us that he had used his coaching position for self-enrichment via the method of taking money in exchange for inserting certain Taiwanese or Chinese players were added to the roster. For guaranteeing their acquisition to TSM, he would take a portion of their earnings paid as a fee. Essentially, position, positioning himself as simultaneously a team coach and international agent. The claim is that uh, Zhang, in his capacity as coach, would work with management to select players for the roster. Then, that he would then go to the player in question and offer to act as their agent, stating that he could get them on the TSM roster if they allowed him to represent them. For negotiating the deal, he would take a cut of the player's earnings, often much higher than a standard agent's fee, for brokering the deal. So basically, 
um, you you guys know why you can't do this. This is definitely illegal if this is found true. So basically, it goes like this: uh, he's acting as a player, as a coach and an agent. That is considered double dealing. You cannot do that because that is a literal. That's probably the most direct conflict of interest anyone can have. You know, because also you have to have to factor in with him being a coach. He could he essentially has a position of power over them. So I'll give you an example. He could be like, hey man, if you don't pay me uh this week when you get paid on your fucking paycheck, you won't be on the starting roster. He could literally do that because he's coach and he's someone who acts as their agent, you know. Now, from everything else I've heard, he was able to have a lot of the power within doing this. So he most likely assumed that he was never gonna get caught. That's just how that personally works. Yeah. Somehow, even for being such a shitty coach, just has that power. Sort of like fucking that one scam artist in the LCS for a while. That fucking one guy forgot his name. Essentially, (laughs) it's considered double dealing. So, like, um, here's another example that I could give you for, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! terms. Because it's really easy. You don't have to know about about Yu-Gi-Oh! to know this. In the Yu-Gi-Oh! market, as you guys probably know from watching my content, people buy cards. Now, it would be a direct conflict of interest of mine to, to make a video and say, hey, go buy these cards right now that I'm saying. That is double dealing. I don't do that. I don't yeah. necessarily. So here, here's how it works. You can't yeah, just. No, I'll give you the best example. Uh, CSGO okay. Lotto. Oh, no. Fuck. That's <laughs> oh, Lord. That, that's a no, no, can of worms. So I, I wasn't here for while you're reading out the whole thing because I was grabbing a drink. So I just had one question. Did TS, was a TSM at all aware of this like anyone else? They claim they didn't know. And I, I don't believe said, them. And then Reginald said on Reddit that they found out and they when, when they found out, they stopped it immediately. I don't believe that. but this, oh, I sorry. don't know. I, I think other people knew within the org. And they just mm-hmm. kept 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 their mouth shut because yeah, kept their mouth shut for as long as they can. But this is the reason why they would do that with TSM is because they don't want to talk. Who don't want to talk to Reginald and get yelled at? Like what the fuck? Like yeah, either- that, that. But also because they weren't like losing or anything before for all that time. But now that they're having a losing season, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, you know it's free season. Now we'll yeah. burn it up. Yep, uh, fuck it. No, oh. You know, I always like to give people the benefit of the doubt unless they have a fucking. Yeah. A, a fucking garbage history. Reginald's mm-hmm. definitely one of them. Carlos is definitely one, definitely one of them, and is fucking poaching players and lying and contract breaching. So mm-hmm. I don't believe those guys. That so yeah, but otherwise I would give it the benefit benefit of the doubt and say okay, yeah, I believe him, but no, not in this case. So here's a direct conflict of interest that I could put out for you guys. I just remembered it right now. So there was this Yu-Gi-Oh content creator who also sells Yu-Gi-Oh product, okay? So he has a YouTube channel where he does market watches, which is how you talk about cards in the market that are going up in price. He also literally sells Yu-Gi-Oh product. So back in 2020, this guy spends like $20,000 on a specific Yu-Gi-Oh product. I know, crazy number, right? Then he would make Yu-Gi-Oh market watches about this specific product he spent $20,000 in Telling you to buy into this product. Now, I'm pretty sure you guys can understand why that is not right. Because it's super simple. You cannot just literally invest into something and then the thing that you bought make a video leading people to actually go 
by your specific product. That hey, is man. double dealing. Hey, man, I'm making this. Uh, so I, I just spent like a bunch of money on this like cryptocurrency. You guys should all buy it. Uh, you know, who, who, wait, who's who's the <laughs> Who's the owner of it? Uh, I, I won't get into that detail. Just go buy, go invest into it, man. Yeah. Uh, Sean's crypto owner is FTX. You know, I I have no affiliation with them, but please go buy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> imagine if they actually did that. Hey, hey guys, so this video, this uh, episode of TSM Legends is sponsored by FTX. So I never, <laughs> so I never actually heard of FTX before, but they approached me and I'm like, man, they have a great deal. You guys should go invest into it. If you do it now, you'll get a 10% off on the next, uh, no, you don't know, no, 90% off on the next TSM jersey you buy because there's no one fucking worth buying. So whatever, we can't sell these enough. Oh, there we go. But go. oh shit! In in addition to this, the same source informed us that Zhang was also borrowing significant sums of money from many figures under the TSM organization, including players across both the main and academy roster. The use of this money, said to be a sizable amount in total, are not clear. Although Yi himself cited a medical emergency involving his grandparents, the veracity. Of this claim is not clear, but when affected parties raised concerns about the loans, they started to be paid back. At the time of reporting, this almost this almost all the money has been recouped. Oh, oh I mean, okay. At the time of reporting this, almost all of the money has been recouped. In regards to the matter of these loans, Riot Games are currently investigating the matter and will likely expand their investigation to encompass and and any impropriety around his dual role as a team coach and player agent. That and is the, some... Yeah, and the detective on this case will be Reginald. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I, I I don't... Again, we haven't read Peter Dunn's response yet, but I'm just saying, I, 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 I'm I just going to predict it's going to be something like, uh, listen, they, they, they at one point told me, yo, yo, it's fine, you can keep the money, but apparently that wasn't true, but somebody told me, and then... And then for the other thing, like I asked mm-hmm. them before, once before, uh, would this, would, would my job here, like th- my multiple job, ever be a conflict of interest? And <laughs> one random person told me no, so I'm like, okay. <laughs> I didn't bother checking with Reginald though, but you know, I trusted them because you know TSM isn't a slimy org at all. So there we go. <laughs> there there are his response. There are other reasons for their release. The sources concluded. But those are the two most significant. Dexterdo spoke at length with Zhang about these allegations, which he explained were either a misunderstanding or malicious farming of the events. Okay. First, he explained that at no point was he acting as a player agent. He admitted that he was receiving. He admitted that he was receiving a percentage of TSM Academy player Yursan's salary, thousand dollars per month. Okay, at least he admits that. But that this fee was being sent to his actual agent and that he was merely a conduit for the transaction. He added that he had often exchanged yen for dollars for players across the squad as he was a U.S. green card holder and had bank accounts in both countries that made it easier. He believes these transactions might give the appearance of wrongdoing. Okay. In regards to the need for sudden loans, he explained that he did have a family emergency and provided proof 
he had asked for time off to return to China for this matter. However, the need for the loans were precipitated by his former player, Sword Art. According to, Z according to Zhang, during Sword Art's time on the team, he had worked with Zhang to sell an $80,000 car he had purchased for use during his time in the U.S., after his return to China to play for Weibo Gaming, uh, Sword Art asked Zhang to sell the car for him and send him the money. Upon sale of the car, Zhang had kept the money and was stalling payment due to his grandma's surgery. Okay. Earlier in the uh, month, what, what, what do you mean? I'm I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Listen, he was keeping it because you know because. Uh... Uh, okay, he's, I couldn't think of a saving, good joke. He, uh, he's, <laughs> he's keeping it for a rainy day. Hey. Yeah. Hey, it <laughs> happens, but hey, you know. Yeah, because... Uh, holy fuck. Because <laughs> I was going to make a try to make a joke that I said earlier in the stream about Reginald also being a part of it, but I couldn't think of anything good because I've used up all my Reginald jokes. Fuck. <laughs> you know, just like, how, just like how he used up Lena by now and then gave oh, her the double... Oh, God. I don't know if I'm all like that. I don't know if uh, okay, like I'm done. I'm oh. done. I'm done. Okay. Earlier in the month, Sword Art had demanded the money back and had stated that if he was not paid, he would go public about the debt. With the money spent, Zhang turned to the players on the organization for loans to ensure the matter was not made public. He says, I recognize that keeping the money from the sold car was wrong, he said, but I was working towards paying that debt and paid half before I was fired. My grandmother's bill was due at the end of this month, and so I wasn't able to pay both debts. I was having a very hard financial time, but I will pay back every penny to Sword Art. The other claims against my person are not true. It is common in China for friends and colleagues to loan each other money. The fuck was that? Yeah, it, it is common in China, but, you know, it's the same China that got, you know, busted with that LDL and LPL shit. Oh, so, man. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> when you say that, like, fuck. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You don't want to be like this. This is disgusting. Oh, God. I have learned a hard lesson about the cultural differences in America. I will work with Wright in any investigation and have evidence necessary to prove my innocence. Yeah, man, it's cultural differences, you know, just like how, uh, you know, that just like how uh, fucking Ignar was being toxic as fuck to Sneaky and Solo Q for no reason. And Sneaky was just being a bitch about it. <laughs> Well, I mean, Sneaky w was acting like a bit of a bitch, but for the most part, he was in the right. Like, he was just playing the game. He tried something out. It didn't work. And he was just trying to explain his strategy, and then Ignar was just being a toxic motherfucker. And then he was just explaining it to his chat what happened, and then he moved on. But then because somebody runs his clip channel, they made that, like, the fucking title of one of his videos. So then it turned into a big thing, even though Sneaky... Just did it, like, for five minutes and then moved on. It was all the person running his channel that did it. But either way, it was fucking Ignar being a bitch. But then people were like, oh, come on, guys. He's like, he doesn't know English too well. It's like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> he knows enough to know it not to be a toxic motherfucker. What 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 did he do in fucking Korea or fucking EU then? What? As a part of our discussions with Zhang, he showed us receipts of transactions that he claims were for money exchanges done with the full knowledge and approval of the other parties involved. Currently, Zhang plans to fly back to his native China ahead of any public statements from TSM. Yeah, because, you know, it's hard to get extradited from China back to the U.S. Yeah, well, his first uh, client is going to be Bo. They're going to work together. Dexterdo understands TSM are considering legal action. TSM told Dexterdo, we have no additional comment beyond our original statement at this time. Whoa, that's a lot. So, luckily, when doing this uh, Cloud9 podcast, we have Peter Zhang's actual tweet longer that just came out today, earlier. <laughs> Look at the reply below. What, what was it? What about the allegations of throwing money at the e-girl streamers? If money was a big factor, then surely that shouldn't slash depend didn't happen, correct? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, I'll say this also as well. I'm not saying he did what he did, okay, outside of what he already admitted. But where was his money going? Wasn't he making six figures and he had his housing and food paid for? Where was his actual money going? You know, his actual paycheck that he has been receiving from TSM for, okay, I saw him on, on TSM in 2019 um, during that time period, right? Yeah, because I don't think money was, uh, I don't think honestly money was that big of an issue for him. He was just a bit of an addict and he gambled on shit. I, that's my bet. But what happened to his actual money, his actual paycheck yeah, money? Like he was getting paid a good amount. Like, don't tell me he wasn't. He could have, like, arranged Dude, everything. A year? Dude, I don't even make 50k a year. 50, yeah, just, 50k a year is a good job. That's yes, an just, actual legitimate just, good job. Just, just admit you were poor with handling your money and you spent it on some things that you maybe shouldn't have. Just say that. Because that's obviously what happened. Oh my god. Like, no, because no one's been questioning that within where's his actual money? You know, he's been working for, he's been working for TSM since 2019. That's when I saw him. So you have 2019, 2020, 2021. That's three years. Where's his actual money oh, going uh, to? Yeah, well, Winnie the Pooh, China president, took it all from him, you know, because he went to America. <laughs> They're like, you can't have that. All right, here's Peter Zhang's story, man. Here we go. So, okay. My side of the story. My story. After I was released from TSM, I was not going to say anything. But the article about me on Dexterdo had a lot of things that were wrong and I want to correct. But he willingly, uh, what he willingly talked to whatever, just whatever. My brain is gonna fry if I. Well, I, well, it, well. What I will say, it might be like sort of like, uh, how to say like that. You know, like I'll just give you one example. That actor from Drake and Josh was like uh, admitted like guilt or yeah, s- said guilty <laughs> to like uh, I like possession of child pornography or something of the sorts. But then afterwards, after his six months or whatever, it was like. Mm-hmm. up like he was allowed to talk about it. he said it was just like a a, a a deal he made like he didn't actually he said he didn't actually do it though or, mm-hmm. and you know he like tried to fight for it but he made like a what do you call it a pardon deal what, what, what is the name of it a plea deal yeah plea deal sorry but yeah so maybe he thought like okay I'm already in the shit or you know like I'm doing this interview like on like with certain guidelines so I like well 
talk will say some things that aren't to- that I don't think are totally true. So I, I, I'm just giving him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it's something like that. I don't know what type of interviews like that though. That's the only explanation I can come up with though. Like that's crazy because I don't believe Richard Lewis is someone who would put out wrong information if that was told to him. That's ridiculous. But whatever, whatever. I'm not player agent and never took a cut. The part of the article that did not make sense to me is where it said I was acting as player agent and taking their money while getting them a spot on TSM. Here are some of the things the article said. And you guys already saw this. I'm not going to read this. This is literally what I just read. I want to explain how the player section went this offseason. Last year in summer week eight, management team. Sorry, let me start it again. I want to explain the player section. Sorry, I want to explain the player selection went off went this offseason. Last year in summer week eight, management wanted team to practice more because Chinese and Korean teams practice a lot. Okay, so they wanted to basically have the team practice as hard as they do in the LPL and the LCK. That's what yeah, they and there are probably some uh, conflicts like that, sort of like with Cloud9 with LS, how he wanted to coach some things, and like with the Korean aspect. So, yeah, there are probably some conflicts there. Parth and Bjergsen said that not every player can do that but they were told to get players to play more. So team was practicing night blocks and even after game days during playoffs, players feel burnt out and started playing badly. Ended up. Yeah, losing I, I to can see, I, I can see that with, uh, you know, mm-hmm. speaker, honestly, hundred percent. I could see that. I was told that big priority for, for next year was to find players that are mechanically good and will adjust to the new training schedule. Okay, so basically what he said, the roster with POE and Sword Art, they wanted to get them to practice like Chinese and Korean teams. Most likely certain players weren't on board with that, and maybe they did this and they burnt them out essentially. And then for the next year, they wanted players that could be a part of this uh, regime that they wanted last year, but it didn't work out. This is from his point of view. Parth gave me a list of players from LDL and LPL that he wanted us to talk to. I helped figure out which players were too expensive for TSM and which did not want to go to NA and remove them from the list. Then we started tryouts with Chinese and Korean players. After getting permission from teams, I would share the stream and VODs of players. If anyone was really good, I got some help to translate comms and send for staff to look at. At the same time, TSM was talking to Bjergsen, EU, and NA players. We had a couple mid and support options who were good. I talked to the players and their family to understand their personality and how they would fit in NA. I sent that information to TSM. I think Kieto is a, is a very rookie player, but has good fingers, and we can help him become good. Shenny was very smart about the game because he trained under FPX and Doinby. If you see their early streams, they are hardworking and willing to learn English and talk to fans. I talked to Parth and Kaze. Once we bring Chawi on, he also look at player VODs with comms. Then they make decision with Andy 
if we want to go Korean players, EU players, or Chinese players. They decide to go Chinese players. I helped and gave suggestion, but I never decide anything myself. They didn't mention the fact that they went Chinese players, though, so for fucking money. <laughs> with like blitz and shit <laughs> they don't mention that part of course can't mention that that's un- that'd be a conflict of interest <laughs> <laughs> oh shit then that he would go sorry then that he would then go to the player in question and offer to act as their agent stating that he could get them on the tsm roster if they allowed him to represent them i have never done this if player asked me about agents or help i can tell them another agent they can get but i have never been player agent tsm also told me that i wasn't to be part of negotiations this year tsm used another person on staff who spoke mandarin to help with negotiations these are the four players tsm has gotten last two years sword art didn't have an agent Kiado, I don't know his agent, but I know his agency, and we have no business connection. Shani, someone from his family was his agent. Nirsan, I know his agent, but we don't have any business connection. And then he states right here a quote from the article. For negotiating the deal, he would he would take a cut of the player's earnings, often much higher than the standard agent's fee for brokering the deal. I have never taken any amount of player's earnings as agent fee or helping them go to TSM. Yurasan needed help sending his agent money for their agreement, so I helped him transfer it because sending money from the USA to China sometimes is complicated. Anyone can check that I am telling the truth by asking any of these players or any player I have worked with. I have never asked to be their agent to talk to TSM. And I have never taken a part of their salary. They will all agree with me. He says, apology. Then I want to take responsibility for my mistakes. My grandmother is in the hospital and my family needed money. I had promised Sword Art last year that I would pay him for the car to keep myself or send him money when I sold it. I was able to sell it, but I hid it from him and sent that money to my family for part of the expenses. I was embarrassed to ask Sword Art for help at first and thought I could just pay him back later. He discovered that I had sold the car and asked me to pay him back now. On top of that, my grandma's treatment was supposed to take more money. I was desperate and reached out to friends and players for help. I know it was wrong of me, and I am really sorry. The money has been returned to all the players, and I apologize to them. And then I talked to Sword Art and his family and are resolving the situation. Okay? My feelings. The last thing I want to talk about is my personal feelings about everything that is happening. I have been stressed out from the beginning of the year because of my family issues. But I was happy that we picked up two young players who really wanted to go to NA and to coach them. I see a lot of potential in both of them. I'm sad at how this season has gone so far and how players are being blamed. This year, TSM does not feel the same. Since I've been on TSM, I could always talk to Parth Bjergsen about coaching or game problem and figure out for my players on Academy. 
James would be there to help me with Riot or help players with everything and just as a friend. Lena and Parth always help me with anything I needed or tell me when I did something wrong and how to fix. Now it feels like everyone is angry or scared about something and there is no one to help. Everyone wants to jump. Everyone want to just blame each other. Spica didn't bench Shenny and everyone from community blaming him, but no one from TSM help him. Okay, um, for that one specifically, uh, Peter, TSM did that themselves. That specific TSM Legends episode that, that, that they put out, that was a narrative perpetuated by TSM in their own content, okay? that That's not the community just making that up. That was in their own shit, okay? That's my opinion on that. And yeah, TSM should have came out and said something about that, but they didn't. They just kind of just didn't do shit. I don't know if I should say something on Twitter because maybe I get fired or punished. I don't know if someone at TSM tells Dexerto about these things, but the player agent thing is not true. It is easy for TSM to check and ask players, but instead I have to defend myself. Maybe it's better for TSM if everything is my fault. I don't know. TSM just doesn't feel the same anymore. Well, yeah, they're fucking still bottom of the league next to Immortals performing like shit because you had the main people that even uh, Peter pointed out is gone, you know? I wish the best for the players on the team, especially about Kiyadu and Chenny. As young players, they came to NA and don't speak English and are still trying their best in a hard situation. They had to learn the game and speak English and everything very fast. They got little help and then both got benched. I don't think they have shown close to what they are capable of. Yeah, like, I also didn't agree with that. That I do have to agree with them on that point, just on that specific point, because there's just so, it's just so stupid to bring them over just to bench them. Like, if you are all inning on this roster and you definitely think that these are players that are the future of TSM, essentially, benching them is stupid, honestly. TLDR. I want to apologize to Sordar and my current players for my actions and accept TSM's decision to release me for this. The stuff about me being a player agent and getting a percent of their salaries is 100% not true. Anyone can verify this by talking to any of the players. My time at TSM has been great, but this year was especially hard. I wish the players all the best. Uh, Sean, you want to say anything about Peter Zhang's twit longer? But anything uh, you have to bring up? Yeah, I mean, I mean, some things seem truthful, some things seem like a fucking lie. I don't know, whatever. It's being resolved. I just want to say, like, just let's move on from this. This guy was a trash coach anyway, and a trash manager. He was just trash at everything. Why the fuck did this guy even have a job? Why didn't they fire him before the season? Just because he was Chinese, so they could speak to the players. Is that it? Because otherwise, I I can't think of a reason. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, I need to retweet. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my goodness. I think this, guy says, this guy says, I think you possibly misunderstood what the article was saying about the player agent stuff. Unless I'm misreading, Richard Lewis is not reporting that you did that. He is saying that his sources claim you uh, did yeah, mm. they, Yeah, that, you know, the language barrier, barrier they'll say. Mm. Holy fuck. 
Oh my goodness. Holy shit. You wouldn't steal. Oh my goodness. Oh my lord. Who cares about your side of the story? You were part of LMQ and Echo Fox. That's three out of three. <laughs> oh, this guy said, family matters can be very complicated to navigate and affect the way we make decisions. Hope your grandma can get the treatment she needs and recover fast. Good luck in the future, Peter. If you believe the 200K grandma surgery, I have a bridge for sale in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. Oh my god. Oh shit. So yeah, I got Braden all that happy for you though. Yep. Okay. Um this is the last thing I'll say about this right now until I can basically collect some more thoughts about this. I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. I think that he was doing some of the things that he's not admitting to, but there's some things that he may be innocent for. That just might be literal misunderstandings, you know? But the fact that TSM gave him this much power, like, these things are going to happen eventually, you know? Mm -hmm. What was TSM thinking? Like, TSM are not innocent in this. Because everyone's like, yeah, TSM's innocent. It's like, for what? They're the one who created the situation. What the hell? They're the one who created the situation in general. Remember, like, how they created that narrative that TSM got Shenny fucking benched? They're the ones who create the narrative. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I, I, oh TSM, oh my god! But this is one thing I did agree with Peter Zeng on. TSM just doesn't feel the same. I, I mean, yeah. I can agree with that. That I can agree with. But it's like if you know TSM is not going to be be the same moving forward in this year, why not just go to another org then? If you already know that, just go to another org. So I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe Sordar and Peter Zeng get into a fist fight on the LPL stage uh, at some point, maybe, you know. Um, I don't know what's going on, guys, with this situation. This is basically he said, she said, because we don't know the inner workings of, like, the TSM or because it's ran by a bunch of actual idiots half the time, you know, running a multi-million dollar company because Reginald's fucking Reddit name is Reginald Bro. Mm -hmm. Like, holy fuck, man. Man, speaker was right. Every day at TSM is a banger. That is definitely true. Uh, anything yeah. else you want to say about this, Sean, before we go to the next thing, actually? Uh, do, do I have anything to say? I mean, not really. Uh, just, <laughs> just whatever. It's over with whatever. Peter Zane will say whatever shit. They will say whatever shit. I don't really care at this point. And I don't, it's impossible to say what. One hunt, what if everything's like true or false, like whatever? It, a lot of it is sort of like stuff like no, no one in the public will know unless you have like personal connections mm -hmm. to all that stuff going on, whatever. Just uh, you know, just uh, Re Reginald, keep up with like your fucking uh, Mexican <laughs> mafia cartel shit, whatever you do. Yeah, I, I can't say exactly what it is, so <laughs> for legal reasons. Good, good actual God. Holy uh, shit. Wait, for legal reasons, I can't tell you how much money I make, but if you give me half of your paycheck, I, I can give you double that next week. Right? No? Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, Let's go to talking about the LCS. Now, talking about the LCS has been fairly back and forth, but I want to make sure I say this before we even go over the games, right? And start predicting for shit. 
Dignitas is garbage. And so is fucking Fake God. There was a certain point. I don't know what Dignitas is thinking, feeling. I don't fucking know. But Fake God is trash. Dignitas, if you want to compete against FlyQuest, 100 Thieves, Team Liquid, Cloud9, and Evil Geniuses, and potentially make playoffs, literally switch out Fake God. He is horrible. Yes, their, their Academy top laner is fucking bad as well, but I'll take him. Honestly, just fucking A, is Solo still around? Is he, has he not retired yet? Bring him in. I don't care. Dude, Holy oh my. Fuck. Watching Fake God is just pure fucking AIDS. He's so bad. It's not like he doesn't get jungle help. It's not like he doesn't get help from his team when they, when they like rotate him out. It's not like River doesn't go up there and help him whenever he can. He's just fucking bad. How do Dignitas like want to compete? Potentially, Dignitas won't even sniff a finals. They will never get to a finals. They won't even sniff a finals. Dignitas won't be ever going back to Worlds anymore. That's light years away from this dog shit ass organization. They won't be doing anything. Dignitas, right now with Fake God, is horrible. They're just trash. How they have seven wins is ridiculous. I don't fucking know. I do think Neo and um, Biofrost have been pretty solid. I think River's been solid overall. They have an interestingly very middle-of-the-pack team that is decently overperforming. But there's nothing you can do with Fake God. He's just bad. He loses every laning phase. Yeah, uh, at win. this point, oh I'm my like, God, I, I I'm I think I'm gonna I, I'm thinking about like putting Jenkins ahead of him now. Might as well. I I would do it. There's no mm. it, it's interchangeable. Well, just but just I because think of Jenkins, Jenkins, like they're both pretty much like equal. It's just Jenkins has had. I've seen Jenkins some... win one laning phase. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like again, because <laughs> they're both pretty much the same. It's just like Jenkins has at least had some. Recent pop off performances, well, slightly pop off, very slightly. Yeah, once he leaves his lane, Fake God is basically just a guy who, if he's not playing like complete trash the odd game, he plays more for his team instead of actually like doing any carry work. He's just a team friendly top laner. That's it. He's literally White Knight in NA. That that's Fake God for you. They're like he, the same players. He's so fucking bad like mm -hmm. guys he he doesn't win any matchup whether it's counter or he's actually doing okay weak side strong side he doesn't win the counter matchups he gets dumpstered in lane he's always down in cs he loses every 1v1 he tps horrible it, everything you don't want in a top laner is in fake god okay then you have dignitas who literally opt into keeping him because they want to have this moniker of fucking keeping NA talent or trying to use NA talent. Yeah, and you can do that with some players. Fake God's not the one to do it with. Like, you had Saligo and you fucking subbed him out for no reason, even Yusui. though he was playing I'm well. I'm like, what the? Yeah, you oh as well. God. Like, yeah, you did it with Neo, and that's good. Okay, Again, we'll that guy with fake God. Can't, that what does Fake God... Uh, fake God must be, like, the best top laner in scrims for them to keep him this long. What is... Why well, are I, I actually heard this. Well, I heard he's good in scrims, and not, I didn't hear he's great, though, in scrims. Even when he was on 100 Thieves, that first split he came in, he wasn't that good. 
Like, he's yeah. always been bad. Hey, man, just try to get Gen X or something from fucking SK. Just Dude, get, do that. I don't know. Oh, wait, they can't because they have fucking two imports already. He decided to spend one on blue. What the fuck? <laughs> and, like, yeah. any fucking up-and-coming NA mid laner would be as good as blue here. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Just watching Fake God just gave me AIDS earlier. Like, I just couldn't do it anymore. He's just so bad. Like... It's actually so disgusting to watch this guy play. It's disgusting. Like, watch this guy play in any game. It's just, like, horrible. It's so fucking bad. The fact that he loses every matchup. The fact that he loses just even playing weak side. He loses weak side so hard. And then the only champion he can even be somewhat decently relevant on is Nar. And then Dignitas chose to ban it from themselves so they can't give him Nar. If you just cause he oh, cause all he can really play is Nar duty. But if you ban Nar yourself, that's some five head shit right there. Hey Sean, you're the top laner you have can only play Nar. How about we just ban it ourselves? Makes sense, right? Good job, Dignitas. Yeah, great well, job. I mean <laughs> uh, there was like a joke or whatever, like a year ago in this video I was watching. It was about a guy who like uh he reached challenger in all five roles in like uh Korea mm -hmm. when people thought he was just a one trick and he first did it with like Nar just one trick and Nar in top lane. And then some guy made a joke like, oh, he could accomplish anything now. What could he do? Uh continue grinding, sign a million dollar deal with TSM? Because it's at the time when they signed Hooney <laughs> for a million just to play Nar. So I'm just saying that that's now fake god. And guys, here was the game that made me actually want to get a rope and end it all. So Golden Guardians versus Dignitas. Golden Guardians bouncing back. They had a 2-0 week. That's good for them because it puts them right into playoff position. They've been having a lot of struggle weeks, but it was nice to see them bounce back. Licorice playing Fiora. They got on Trendomir. This was AIDS to look at. Good job, Ole. Good job, dude. Nice roll, man. Good job. There you go. You got it, dude. Yeah, I mean, I did, I did predict the GG comeback, uh, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, I mean, even though they can. almost, even though they almost lost both of their games, but, <laughs> yeah, but look, like, look, again, tactical literally played like shit this week. You you have to be Dick Ride and Reggie to say he was player of the week. Look at what, the one who, who actually deserved it. Oh yeah, well, oh yeah, I wonder who will win it. Look at this one v one. Oh, the look! Look at the moves! Look at the plays! <laughs> that, that just made me want to like get a shard of glass and slowly slice my fucking dick in half. <laughs> What is that? Oh, shit! What the fuck? <laughs> okay, look at this epic 1v1. Pure mechanical outplay right there. He's uh, licorice. Oh, my goodness. Like, look, look how bad Fake God is. I want to replay this for, for you guys who are out there who are kind of like normies and shit. Okay, so this is just borderline ridiculous. Licorice is up in CS and up in health and as a level down from this guy. And his wave is still pushed up in front of him, and he can get more CS in him, and it'll bounce back. You can't be this bad. It's not possible. It, 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 it's just mind-fucking-blowing, dude. Then he gets the vital procs, one, two, three, four, yeah, about five auto attacks in, ults him. He ults way too late, and then he doesn't parry the right thing, and yeah, he just loses. Sean, so what did you think about, did you talk about killing yourself after this 1v1? Uh, You know, I felt like I wanted to... uh. 
just get like a potato peeler and just carve my skin out <laughs> one by one. Neo, Biofrost, Blue, and River are like, damn, our top laner fucking stinks. They're yeah, just looking oh like, God, this guy's absolute ass. God. Good yeah, job. but I mean, anyway, if you, if you want it, oh my fucking God. <laughs> NA dies, baby. Those are some NA dies right there. Good job, yeah. Dignitas. Good job. Well, uh, I mean, it was a fine dive, whatever. Uh, good job, Fake God. You're the best, dude. And then somehow oh Biofrost just dies. And then yeah, I was like, going to say, though, if you want to give one player player of the week, that's not tactical. I'm saying either give it to Someday or Pride Stalker this week. Pride Stalker played then, great. You know, Fake God just died again because reasons. Oh, my God. How could he die this many times on fucking Trindamir? <laughs> In a 1v1. <laughs> Leave it to Fake God to play Trindamir and lose. Be the yeah, only make him, in a makes him look like a shit champ. Holy fuck. <laughs> they have to bench this guy, dude. They Dignitas <laughs> won't even sniff. Dignitas is never gonna sniff a finals. Well, their academy finals is also shit. Eclipse Eclipse is bad. <laughs> That's why he's still playing. He dude, he can't be any worse than fake god. There's no way. Oh, I have you it. seen his academy games? Watch Dignitas Academy. Do, do I look bad to you? Do I look stupid to you? Yeah, when, when like a 24-year-old spawn is their best up-and-coming rookie, then oh my god. Because <laughs> Dignitas' brand is like, yeah, we're about NA talent. Meanwhile, their be best players are fucking imports and shit. Like, what? oh yeah, my You Lord. say that, but then you had, uh, you say that, but then you had fucking DeMonte, Cody, Sun, and Volk in there after making Worlds, and then you fucking <laughs> opt in for fucking Froggin and Aphromoo and shit. And uh, fucking Fe Hooney. Phoenix ADC, so. remember? Phoenix ADC, great. Oh, no, nah, nice. And Ole, and then you pay Hooney a million dollars. At one point, Hooney was the highest paid player in the LCS. $2.1 million for Hooney's contract. Oh, that was, yeah. that was, that hurt my soul. I was mm -hmm. like, check stealing like a motherfucker. Yep, guys, uh, this game pretty much boiled down to Licorice just absolutely just beating the shit out of Fake God. And Licorice has had a pretty okay season. Mm -hmm. He's been, what, like the fourth, fifth best top laner in the LCS? I think Yeah, the fourth best or fifth, yeah. He's literally just outside of Buipo, Summit, and Someday, honestly. He's like the fourth best top laner, honestly. Yeah, well, He's not I the mean, reason why his team loses well, games. Well, uh, I would say... Who's better? Revenge? You put Revenge over him? No, you forget. Well, Impact... No, okay, I'll say this. Impact actually has been more consistent than Licorice throughout this play. Yes, it's just Licorice, if Licorice was more consistent, then I would say he's better because, again, Impact, in Lock-In, last year, and also in Lock-In, he was, like, fantastic. He was on but, fire, yeah. Yeah, but after Lock-In, like, he dropped off a bit, and he's just been playing safe champs, so I don't know. He's been pretty consistent, like... Uh... If someone put impact over licorice, I wouldn't really mind it though. Yeah, he, he, you know? like he does his job, but whatever. Um, so yeah, after the, the like Dignitas, if you want to sniff a finals, go past the first round. Of, if you Dignitas, if you have aspirations to go past the first round of playoffs ever and not be in the losers bracket, <laughs> get rid of Fake God. You will never sniff sniff a finals, a semifinals, yeah. a third place match. Go to Worlds, a fucking world spot, if you keep fake guy. Just saying. Yeah, you know, I, I, like, and I'm kind of surprised Dignitas has been this good. Like, again, I like River and I like Neo. And even though Biofrost isn't a very good a support anymore, I figured that it... Oh, so by, that, that's a great anima animated film. I recommend it. 
yeah, it, it, pretty, it, pretty good actually. Yeah, it, it has good. the yeah, it has the same art style of that Joe Haver guy that who makes those videos. We had an upset but, this week. FlyQuest taking down Team yeah. Liquid. It wasn't. Oh, an sorry, upset. I'm just gonna finish the Dana toss thing. But uh, basically, yeah, sure. yeah, I yeah. like I like River. I like Neo, and even though. Uh, Biofrost isn't very good anymore. I knew he would like fit well, gel well with Neo. And <clears throat> I didn't think Blue would be as bad as people said. I knew he had some positives he's, and uh, fake. Okay. So I thought this team would make 10th, honestly, 10th, but <laughs> it wasn't because of the players, as I said. It's just I thought that would be a horrible, like, macro team and just everything. I thought they would just be shit in all of those areas. Good job, Bjergsen. Uh, All right, guys. Job. Team Liquid versus FlyQuest. FlyQuest got a, a win against Team Liquid. Like, why would Team Liquid somehow drop a game to a mediocre team like FlyQuest? And yes, I think Takuli and Jose Diodo and Afmu have been having great mm -hmm. a great split so far. But they're still a very mediocre team. Whipple got so many resources this game. So many resources. As he does all the time, and he does nothing with them. That's the thing. Like... He got so many resources this game, and he just threw it. Like, I was around, what the fuck am yeah. I looking at? He's, he's not a top laner you give resources to. He's a top laner that just, he's sort of like licorice on uh, Cloud9 in 2018 and 2019, basically. Like, Bjergsen did, Bjergsen did his best this game. He roamed, he was effective around the map, he got picks. Bjergsen played really well this game, surprisingly. Like it wasn't beer, yeah. it wasn't anyone's fault beside Buipo's fault. You get that many resources, the game is in your hands. You have to carry the game. I actually even like mm -hmm. TL's composition more than FlyQuest. Yeah, same. Like TL's composition is insane. I don't know why people yeah. keep picking Vagar. For some reason, this week in LCS, people are like, I'm just gonna pick Vagar and just well, lose. Vagar is a champ for uh shitty jung who's that shitty junglers love playing. <laughs> and it's the only champ they're actually like good with these days. That that and like Leeson, like seriously, if you look at like LPL mm. and shit, all of the bottom tier teams with players like Shadow, that that's the, that's what they like to play the most. Vagar and Shadow, and this the only champions are actually somewhat decent with. And yeah, any other they're just fucking inting. But yeah, after that, uh, FlyQuest have a comeback against Team Liquid because Wipple's mm -hmm. brain actually explodes. So yeah, Takuli put himself in MVP contention with this game. Yeah, I think Takuli, he's a dark horse for MVP yeah, over he a would, like he Summit. Would, yeah, he would be my runner-up. It would be Summit and then Takuli. If again, if Takuli just wasn't like gapped by other mid laners this season, <laughs> like he was even gapped by Fudge in a game. If it wasn't for that, if he was if he was also just like dominant in his mm. lane and everything as he was with like carrying fly questing playoff contention. Cause this is the thing, I, dude. Then I would I, say he's my MVP. I think if they had any other mid laner besides Takuli, they would look it, like, like, like if they still had Power Fox, they would still look really bad with, with him. Yeah. And then now, yep, fly quest get their upset win over Team Liquid. Oh, I don't God. like. Team Liquid should definitely not be dropping games. And then and they, and they the, they made they made Johnson look amazing. That's sad. You have the most throw does not begin to describe this game. Throws not the word. I'm talking like mega cancer is this game. This is some mega cancer bullshit. I even dropped a comment on this video somewhere. Did I? I think it took, I think I dropped, I dropped a comment somewhere on this. I had to have gotten more than four likes. Oh, so right? it, it, it would show up first. No, no, no. Did, it, was only, but... it was on another highlight channel. I think it was OPLOL re replay or something like that. Uh, well, IMT, their brain 
all of the players on INT's brains completely fell off. They, they they literally ran out of their skulls, went to the highway that's next to the LCS studio, because I've been to it, and their brains stood in the streets to have a fucking truck run over all of them. That's what happened this game. Look how great their early game went. They get the early kill onto Speaker. They see him. He gets chunked out. Dredge line connects, and then they use the ignite later on. They kill him. You're, you're a pretty good position right there. You're putting Spika really far behind, okay? Then you don't need to do anything else. All you have to do right now is just keep up your advantage. You know exactly where he's going to go. He's going to go to red. Then uh, Power of Evil. Oh, my God. Roaming. Actually doing and pushing his, his, his advantage. Killing Spika. At this part of the game, it, this shit's just over. Like, what are we doing here? Immortals, what are you doing? At this part of the game, it's just O-V-E-R over. Mm -hmm. He died two times in less than 10 minutes and lost all of his jungle camps. He has no pressure on the map. And and and, he, and Spika's like, yeah, I'll just come in here and just look at you guys fight. And somehow, somehow, yeah. some way, somehow, some way, TSM get a dragon when they shouldn't have. And Arrow is down 20 CS when they start off this good. Mercy on my soul, please. Uh, but, he, but, but, but he took the dragon, so he's player of the week, man. Sean, take over. I'm going to lose my brain. <laughs> I, I have nothing to say about this game. Uh, let's I, see. So I, he has, then he goes Shady. in. Shady then he's going in like, hey, I'm jealous of contracts amount Tactical of death. had flash and could have flashed the dreadline upwards, but he like, I'll just flash late for no fucking reason. Yeah, like Holy. I'm jealous of your death, so I'm going to come in. Yeah, good good, good job, Errol. Uh, how did Immortals <laughs> lose this game with Power of Evil? I want, you guys to see, I want you guys to see how bad this is. Holy shit, TSM is you, fucking garbage. You would have to play so okay, bad so right to here. lose to TSM with Power of Evil at this point. Right here, okay. I'll tell you how fucking bad this donkey shit of a team is. Okay, so they're leaving the drag right here. Tattoo should have flashed over the wall. If he flashes over the wall, he doesn't get dredge lined. Right here at that wall. Right here. Hi, Rebecca. How you doing? How you doing, Rebecca? Yeah, Fnatic suck, and we're going to clap your ass uh this week when g2 plays against you hi rebecca uh g2 oh, are the best God. and uh power of evil runs down to i immortals immortals are five and zero okay immortals are five and zero and they somehow lost a dragon but whatever it doesn't fucking matter because the throws in this the throws in the lcs are just too strong this is the moment i think this is the moment where they lost the game right here Yep, they lost the game right here. So Power of Evil uh, roams up. Revenge gets chunked out because he doesn't kite properly. Then Shani, uh, sorry, Xerxes doesn't land anything. Then Power of Evil's like, you know what? Hey, Xerxes, let's fight a 2v4. Oh, yeah, baby, let's go. And then they just fucking give over the whole fucking game. What the hell? John, please. What was going to? And Arrow. Arrow is down like 32 fucking CS. Power of Evil consistently getting caught out. Yeah, I think this was Arrow's last chance. I think they're going to put back Wild Turtle. You have in. to play Wild Turtle. They, this is yeah, too much. I, I, again, this is what happens all the time, though. Like They, they have an, a, another veteran ADC like Arrow and Mash, who, it, who are better than Wild Turtle. They genuinely are, but then it's like, for some reason, after the first three games, they start struggling, and they're always down like 50 CS. They're barely... It like they show up for team fights. I don't know, like something off with them. So then they put him back wild turtle. And then he has 
his rare pop-off moments from his glory days. So then they're like, okay, we're going to roll with Wild Turtle again. But that, but he's still shit, so then they don't do anything outside of that one time where, you know, uh, where Cloud9 was like, hey, you want to go to Worlds? Here you go. <laughs> Arrow played so bad, it made Tactical look good. Yeah, yeah but on paper, on paper, he doesn't look too bad, but no, he was bad. Look at the CS dis- discrepancy right here. Look at the CS discrepancy. 200! To, he's 60 CS down. And remember, he's on Ash. That's you should get CS. Rebecca says, "We'll uh, day. You're gonna get clapped. Your your cheeks are gonna get clapped this week." G2 destroys fanatic. MSK, there's gonna be like a fucking mandingo outside your door to fuck you in the ass. That's what's gonna happen in that series. G2 <laughs> is gonna fucking lose. All right. G2 is gonna win. If G2 loses, I'm gonna lick my fucking shoe on the next stream. Holy shit. Well, that Wait. well, that's the bet. Okay. I mean, I'll I'll think about showing up next week to the show if G two loses. I'll think about it. Now, okay. Then right here, this is the fight where Huni gets the quadric. Yeah, gets a quadric kill. No, no, no. This is that. This is uh, later. Yeah, they dive Huni. How was re- oh just this game was horrible. This game was pure fucking AIDS. It's AIDS. Because they don't talk about it. This is the only thing Destiny knows how to do as a support. He just makes sure. He runs away and saves his KDA. That's what he does. That's all he knows how to do. And then Sean goes on the IMT Twitter page and says to get a new support. Oh, Lord. Yeah, and then he blocks me. And that's the only <laughs> thing he knows how to block. He can't block any damage in game. So he blocks Twitter accounts. <laughs> blocks his team from getting wins. <laughs> he does really that good job too. with that. <laughs> yeah. Literally the worst. I, your song's better than this. <laughs> <laughs> good job. They made Hooney and Tactical look good. Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous. This is just horrible. This yeah, is hey, actually cancer. Yeah, I, listen, I'm happy for TakeOver, though. Oh, also with TSM defeating Immortals in this game, guys, <laughs> that puts IMT at, at the uh, best losing... The, so why the are they playing stream. in their fucking... What, 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 where are they playing in? Are they playing in, like, a hockey locker room or some shit? That's what it looks like. Oh, okay. Rebecca, here's a bet. If G2 lose... If G2 lose, all... I'll take off my shirt for about two minutes next stream. For about two minutes, I'll take my shirt off. And, and lick your shoe. And lick my shoe. But, Jesus Christ. No, 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 no. But if 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 G2 wins, then you'll have to super chat him like at least two bucks. There. If Rebecca, if G2 win, you have to come on stream and talk to us. And you have to praise G2 for as long as I want you to. Well, uh, for like a at least and your like camera a... and your camera has to be on. Your camera uh... has to be on. Okay, you that's fair. The... That's pretty fair. You have to come on the stream and praise G two for clapping fanatic. Yeah, well, oh, I, I made a win. bet where uh, I believe it was like fucking with Ashley. I think like a month ago for the Oscars, where um, now I do think Will Smith has the best chance at winning, obviously. But I just wanted to make a bet, so I did it anyway. But basically. If Benedict Cumberbatch or Andrew Garfield wins, she has to hate on the Dark Knight trilogy for a full week. <laughs> yeah, and if if Will Smith wins, though, then I have to praise the Dark Knight trilogy for a whole week. Holy shit. Jesus. And then I'm going to make another one with myself. Or if Don't Look Up wins best editing, then I'm just going to, like, drink myself to death there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So... Hey. I mean, I don't know if you still wanted to do that watch party for it or if you don't even want to bother now. 
So um, TSM versus Cloud9 is usually a game that everyone looks forward to. It's always been TSM versus Cloud9, one of the biggest rivalries in in the League of Legends atmosphere. This, this, is, this is a good rivalry, all right? It's basically Shenny versus Blabber who can in their team the most. Yeah, like, okay, I'll say this for, for, for this game. This draft is horrible. This draft is garbage. Why can't C9 play Zeri? What, what is their thing against Zeri? Like, why can't Berserker play Zeri? Why can't they drop comps around Zeri? Or do they not think Zeri is just a good champion? You know? I don't get it. They don't draft Zeri, dude, and they either just outright ban her. Or maybe they think that she's just not a good champion. I don't know. I think they might get exploited about that in playoffs, potentially. Potentially. Because mm-hmm. this draft is horrible. This draft is some ass, Omega-level ass right here. This draft stinks. Yeah. Like, I don't even think it was a, a TSM gap in this game. I mean, but to be fair, well, honestly, uh, I don't like I don't like either draft. I think both of them have issues. I don't. I think both of them fucking are shit. I don't like right. them. Okay, the bet's on. I'll have to be shirtless for two minutes. <laughs> I'll lick my I'll lick my <clears throat> slipper right here. The slipper that I'm wearing. I'll lick yeah. it once. But yeah, but so fanatic G two win, Rebecca. You got to come on stream. You got to talk to me. You have to turn your camera <laughs> on. And you have to praise G two for the for as long as I want you to. And you gotta okay. give me your number. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just oh, kidding. No. <laughs> oh, single but, Jesus but, Christ. But, but anyway, uh so listen, Fudge actually kind of played like when I was watching it, I was like, he's actually playing really good. He, wow. He playing, uh, and then, he but then it's like I don't know what happened, but then he, he was played, just like yeah. he, he was like watching Blabber in all these times, and he was like, I give up. So then he just face checking a bunch of shit, didn't auto anyone, was just running it down like here kill me it's like it's like he just gave up he saw blabber in all those times he's like okay yeah fuck this just next gg next go i'll I'll say this i don't like the draft but fudge actually played very well his event horizons were great this game yeah until until he gave up because he saw his team in 10 he saw his whole team in he's like i i can't carry this shit no yeah and why would you give berserker fucking kaisa that's not a champion they they just drafted really bad that draft was terrible they can't win yeah but for tsm the draft was bad as well but it was more comfort bad Mm -hmm. so that's why they won and then they also because you know they just entered but yeah this was a game this game was actually pretty interesting clg made it pretty interesting in this game so yeah the rematch of course (laughs) The rematch of C9 versus CLG. Uh, I, I can't believe how two of their three losses this season to the first place team is going to be against TSM and CLG. That's, uh, that, that's disgusting. Look at that kick right there, and Blabber does that amazing kick. That kick, I wouldn't say saves the game like Castro said, because they, they were still winning in CS and advantages around yeah. the map. But this kick by Blabber was great. So you have Winsome getting caught up. Getting bursted down. Good job, Winsome. Good job throwing, man. And then yeah, you have well, Blabber. You can't really blame him too much on that. But... Four-man kick, Gore Drinker into the fucking Singer mm-hmm. stunt, into the Jinx rocket. CLG's like, okay, we just lost this game. All right, we're done. And it's over. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Summit played that bad this game, as he said. Like, I uh, think he, they were... He played better this game. No, because, like, the... In the other okay. game, he played bad. Yeah, he had like he had a couple slip ups here in oh, lane. Oh no, dude, he, he, he played the nar. He played it not as good as he knows. I know he can play nar better than that. No, 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 no. The nar game, yes, yeah, sure, but he, it, it blabber. This game he played his, fine. Bl- this game blabber, he played fine. Blabber into his lane hard though, but he did. No, I agree with that. But I'm just saying, I don't just like the one game where he like died five times in lane because on the <laughs> because because the other team kept camping him so of course he's gonna die that many times he didn't actually well, play that bad the thing here is 
teams know if they don't shut him down, mm-hmm. he's gonna take over the game. And that's yes. that's really that's valuable. People don't yeah, understand that's like, that's literally a valuable thing. Yeah, if they don't yeah, shut yeah him like down, when, that, when that happened though last year with Alfari, people were like, Oh, Blabbers just can't babysit and fudge all games. Like, no, that's called shutting down the best player. All right. If gang if successful gangs like that were so easy to pull off, they would just do it all the time. Like, fuck off. But no, like Summit, he didn't play that bad. Like this was a good engage. There, he had many great plays. There was just a couple slip ups in lane when he was like owning Jenkins, and the the fourth death was kind of bad. But other than that, no, he I, he played as good as always. I again, people need to stop looking at the deaths. Of course, he's gonna die a lot when teams are trying like to shut him down. On the t- he's, if he's yes, the best they're literally the just going for him, targeting targeting him. He played this last team fight great when he flashed upwards and went and did, did the slicing maelstrom as he saved it. That was a really good thing he did. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I wanna, I wanna, what's your opinion on Winsome? No, like in the rankings for supports. Mm, I, he, I I see his potential, but it's hard to rank him. I think he's like the fourth best support. Well, yeah, that's where I roughly I would about do it. that. Well, I would do it. Uh, I think Vulcan's played better. I think Core JJ's played better. I I think yeah. Alea's played better when Alea was playing. I think he played better. Well, my uh, rankings so right now, I would go like Vulcan, Core JJ, uh, maybe I, w- I w- was gonna say Afromu, maybe. Uh, yeah, dude, I'll say Afromu, Core JJ, even a layup. But he's not in the league right now. And Vulcan, those are four players right there. I have over him. I think Winsome is yeah. good. Well, I, I, I would potential. put Winsome, yeah, number four, but like I see his potential, but. Uh, he he has these off. He just needs to be. He just needs more work. That's all it is. I don't think he's, he's had that many off moments. Like he, if you look at at him on paper and in games, like he's pretty smart. Like even when he gets he's caught just not out and been stuff, he's as like, impactful as the other. Support. Well, sure, well, well, sure, but he's done his job. He's not supposed to be impactful when you have like Berserker and Blabber and Summit. Hundred these guys also having a bounce back. They they they've gone. They they're on a win streak. A, uh, a yeah, I did. I did predict it. I did predict them. They have because the strength yeah. strength of schedule got a bit easier for them. They they're actually mm-hmm. on what a four game winning streak because this and this but this game was actually close. Abadake yeah. did the whole uh the whole dragon steal with the summoner spell swapping out. That was pretty pretty cool to see. Now it's games like these that should make teams scared of a hundred thieves to a certain extent because they're not bad. It, it it was so off to see them bad. Like the players are not terrible. I don't know what the fuck were they smoking earlier weeks of the split, but they're like, oh, you know what? Okay, we're off our drugs. Time to start playing League of Legends. Abadage actually having his only good game of the split so, so far. I was like, what the fuck? I like the 100 Thieves composition. I thought the draft, the drafts were on both sides were both good. It's just they, they just had different ways of how they actually wanted to play out the game. EG, do you think EG are a bit overrated, or do you think they're just as rated as people see them? Um... I mean, sorry, you mean, what What do you mean by that? The way they came, how people were talking about them coming into the season compared to their results right now, would you yeah, say the hype for them was bit, justified? No, but I can see why. But, like, people need to remember, like, okay, Inspired's obviously excellent, yes, and in Lockin' he was, like, killing it. But got to remember, he had, like, so many issues on row for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Before he before he won MVP and then after he won MVP, he mm-hmm. was struggling. He like he got fucking jungle gap by Blabber at Worlds 
in that like fucking in that second game and then the tiebreaker <laughs> and then uh like See, god PTSD. and then jojo P- jojo peon obviously a rookie danny i mean i l- love danny i love vulcan but obviously issues in lane and then impact i mean he's great but he plays you know he sort of like sticks to the same five champs so like danny is not the best laner but in team fights he's awesome in team fights like yeah, that's no, what I, I would, i'd say danny's like the honestly like the maybe the best second team fighting best, adc well, i would say he's like the second best adc in the league or third yeah Danny's actually had a pretty good split. Like, despite yeah. his laning issues, he's had a good split overall. Like, I, I would say Berserker is the best ADC, honestly, and then Hansama. Oh, dude, Hansama's been great. I probably have hit him as my number one ADC. He's been fucking uh, fire. I just, I just think that Han. Again, I just think that Hansama has isn't perfect when it comes to like being an all-around player. While Berserker, if you look at this older the little resources Cloud Nine gives him, and then he does the exact same job. Hansama does in most games like I, I I would put Berserker slightly above him right now and just because I need and just because I, I wouldn't put Winsome above Core JJ I wouldn't I don't know if I would put Fudge above uh Bjergsen and I don't know if I would put uh mm-hmm. yeah I don't know I just I need to like find because I need to have like three players I would say are better than Team Liquid for uh since they're in first place over them so and right here, as you guys see, uh, Immortals, seven-game losing streak. Donkey shit of a team. If they finish bottom over TSM, that is, that's impressive in and of itself. Mm-hmm. That is literally impressive because TSM are at the bottom of the fucking split, the regular season yeah. part of the split, the whole time. That's ridiculous. And TSM yeah, well, this, actually this, went 2-0 this week. Holy yeah, fuck. Yeah, I mean, if we put Dignitas in like uh... – yeah, if we put Dignitas uh, like ninth and then Immortals tenth, CLG eighth, then yeah, the standards is looking about what I thought it would. Yeah, this, these are about looking. I, I pretty sure. Yeah, just, just ba- basically just swap TSM with Dignitas, and that's pretty much. This is pretty much what I predicted. You think TSM is gonna have a three zero week, guys? Because it's time to do predictions. Yeah, it's crazy. Even if they do, like the LCS 2022 spring split week eight predictions, it's almost over, guys. It's almost over. That's crazy. We were just at week one a while ago, and now it's almost done with spring. I mean, honestly, on go down for a second. Match of the week, baby. On, Let's go, get go, it. Go down to the third thing. Um. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, saying hundred thieves has had their off moments, and then it's CLG, and then maybe, <laughs> maybe uh, Steve will be like, "Hey, let's hint this." To make them make playoffs easy opponent. Oh, Ryan, what's up, man? Yeah, Jojo Peon has many issues, man. I hope he can fix them going into the playoffs or next, but he becomes a more yeah. all-around player that they like, need. Again, I wasn't high on Jojo. I just thought that he's like – like he was just middle of the pack academy mid laner when I watched him play games. I wasn't as high on him as other – I just thought, again, like – He's a 17-year-old. He's get, getting all these resources again placed on this team. He has, like, the best, like, player growth coaches in, in the LCS. It's like, there's no way he won't grow into at least a good mid laner this split, I thought. Like, come on. There's no <laughs> way. But How he's, can still, you... he's still been good. His laning phase is actually pretty soft. His laning phase has, yeah. his laning phase has improved a little bit each week. Mm-hmm. He has been given resources, but the issue with giving a player like him resources is it's pretty much up in the air if they can carry a game at all. Mm-hmm. But 
predictions for week eight. I'm gonna go. Oh, Team Liquid. They're they're gonna drop one. I I know TL will drop one of these games, and I think they're gonna drop one of TSM maybe. So TL. Okay, so I'm gonna go Team Liquid, Evil Geniuses, Cloud Nine, CLG, and a hundred thieves. That's Friday. After that, I'm gonna go Team Liquid, Evil Geniuses, Cloud Nine, CLG. Because I hate, I can't stand if TSM win. Then FlyQuest Sunday, Hunter Thieves, EG, Cloud Nine, Golden Guardians, and the last game of the season, Team Liquid should win it. Yep, TL win it. All right, Sean. Uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, Team Liquid. Yeah, EG. Mm, Cloud9. Uh, Immortals. And... 100 Thieves. And now uh, let's go. TL wins spring? Nope, nope. Cloud9's yeah. gonna win spring. Let's go. Going to the side, baby. Let's go. Dig. <laughs> uh, GG. Cloud nine, uh, CLG, and uh, fly, and then go down, and let's go dig, uh, EG, fly, mm. GG. Mm-hmm. And TSM. Well, the match of the week to look out for on <laughs> You're Friday. like, this guy's smoking crack. <laughs> <laughs> I got to make it wild. I can't do basic predictions. I need to go wild. No, no. no oh, yeah. oh, yeah, Ryan, we talked about it. Yeah, Bwipo got so many resources, and he just threw the game for them. Like, it was set up for them to win that game, and it just wasn't in the cards for Bwipo that game. Yeah, match of the week to me would be, honestly, EG versus Fly. That's for, for Friday, first. yeah. Yeah, and then honestly, like... CLG versus TSM is interesting. C- CLG versus Immortals is a match of the week, though, even if it's not, like, top teams, because, like, this is going to be, like, whoever loses this game, honestly, that's going to... Like, they, this is a must-win for one of these teams, because that's pretty much they're out of playoffs. Like, this if, is the thing. Immort- if Immortals loses this, they're out of playoffs. If CLG loses this, then they're basically out of playoffs. But this if they the win this, that's huge. Dignitas... Dignitas have the hardest strength of schedule. They play all the top three teams. Cloud9, 100 Thieves, and Team Liquid. And if you guys don't remember, EG is 0-6 and six against the top three teams. That's with the 100 Thieves playing like mm-hmm. shit this split. That's bad. That's really fucking bad. Yeah. Friday, best games to look out for are TSM versus 100 Thieves. No. EG versus FlyQuest. Come on, not TSM versus 100. Every game with TSM is a banger, man. (laughs) I mean, if if 100 Thieves looks as bad as they did in the first half, then sure, I'll say that's a match of the week. Otherwise, honestly, Immortals versus CLG is a more interesting one because it's basically their last chance to get up the standards enough to try to make a playoff run, especially for CLG because then they face TSM and EG, which is Rocky. So it could make them go eight wins. Saturday, you have Cloud9 versus 100 Thieves is the best one to look out for. Oh, El, El Asico, guys. TSM versus CLG. El Asico, let's go. Let's get it. 
Uh, Golden yeah. Guardians versus EG is pretty interesting for playoff implications to have the seeding, actually. Yeah, I do Cloud9 versus 100 Thieves, so, but... Sunday, C9 versus FlyQuest. That's what I look out for. The thing here is TSM can make playoffs, but only if a lot of different scenarios pan out their way. But it's very unlikely Dignitas make playoffs. They face the top three, <coughs> top three teams, and EG have been zero and six against. <coughs> yeah. Here, th- this is what I will say: if by if by the first two days uh, he has COVID, but anyway, by the first two Fuck. days, if 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 TSM still has a chance to make playoffs when we enter Sunday, then I'll say yeah, it's a match of the week with TSM versus Team Liquid. <laughs> it only if they still have a chance. If they won the first two games and they're, you know, like one of the teams are still at like seven wins, then I'll say that. If TSM make playoffs after this super week in week eight, I will literally record myself jumping off of a bridge with no rope. <laughs> Same, but remember that one guy said he would get a TSM tattoo on his ass if they make playoffs? That's <laughs> Oh, if you guys are... I, I know this is not really an LEC episode, but if you guys don't remember, LEC playoffs kick off for the LEC 2022 Springsteen playoffs kick off this week and actually, and you are going to be getting a match of the week. The match of the week with the LEC is obviously G2 versus Fnatic. Like, Having G2 versus Fnatic to kick off uh, playoffs on the second day, it couldn't be no better. Couldn't be no better right there. Yeah, Saturday. It, you know, it's tough. Should I go with my, the team that I am sort of a fan for and the team that I want to see upset win on to say another fuck you to Adam? Or do I want my prediction of G2 and S tier to be right? You guys know, my my predictions mm. were Rogue win against Misfits 3-1, three, three to one, G2 win 3-1. And Excel beat Vitality 3-2. Those yeah, are my predictions. Me, uh, I think I predicted, yeah, Fnatic 3-1. Uh, Broken Blade's about to clap that ass. Wonder, M- M- I don't know what crack. 3-2. Dude, I don't know what crack Wonder's been smoking, but he's not beating Broken Blade. Yeah, whatever. Sorry. And then, uh, yeah, Misfits 3-2, I said. And then uh, mm-hmm. I think I said... Uh, what, what I think I said, yeah, with the third one, it's either going to go two ways. Either we'll go like the uh, the Cloud Nine versus a uh, hundred thieves match in in summer when they got them third seed with perks. Mm-hmm. It'll be something like that where they just lose the first two games and then they just go wild for the next two <laughs> and they pick up one and you know just Excel will prevail just because of their better like team just chemistry and stuff or it will be. Just perks cleaning out the trash. Either one out of in like three in like five games or so. I think a lot of people are gonna favor team vitality and they're gonna just have literally it's a thing a lot of people do with players they like is that oh, the players you like will automatically be fucking you know winning the series because of player player name alone. It's like no. Like, don't be surprised if this third match goes like a 3 0 for either team. I, I, I'm telling you right now, don't be surprised if Team Vitality loses. They look like dog shit. And yeah, don't be surprised play. if they lose 3 0 or if XL loses 3 0. Honestly, this is a this match will go, go either way. way. Like, <laughs> seriously, <of> <laughs> any, any result, this match is going to be wild. It's a match of the week. <laughs> no. 
Oh, oh my god. I, like this is the thing, dude. Is like Team Vitality, they do they did nothing good during the split. Like I don't fucking I don't get why people think it's gonna be a landslide for them. They literally played like shit. Half the all split, they played like shit. Most like the the most convincing wins they've got were like against misfits. Like just randomly, you know? Oh yeah, T1 had an 18 and 0 split. That is also true. That that's gonna be a scary team to go up against if they make it to fucking um MSI 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I hope damn I hope damn one can pull off the upset and win no, against them. Off. But Bird but mm-hmm. Birdall is so fucking no. trash. Birdall is so garbage, no. man. No, I uh, yeah, no, clean up the trash with fucking no, no. damn one is gonna win LCK 2022 spring. T1 is overrated trash. Okay, yeah, but anyway, I haven't seen the other one yet, so don't spoil who won between oh, uh, Dragon I, versus. I, uh, I haven't seen that one. I got a chance to see Fred. All, all I know is all one. I know is that it went to five games. I I, I only saw the damn one best of five because yeah. Fred and Breon beat them. At the I, end I just of wanted season. them to win one game. <laughs> People were like, "Yeah, Fred and Breon, they beat damn one." I was like, yeah. "Uh, okay." Let's just go to the playoffs. I mean, they did actually just outperform damn one in that series. It wasn't damn one purpose. Birdo is so fucking trash. I'm like, why out of I'm like, damn one, you could have picked up. Why do they keep cutting him on like a collie? Well, it's the thing, it's like, dude, why would you pick up Birdo when there's I know there's plenty of better LCK top laners and probably their fucking challenger teams, backup academy teams, and Birdo because he's garbage. Because he was like 17 years old. He played at Worlds for like Gen G and like three yeah, of the I remember that, yeah. groups. And you know, it's 18, like they're like, okay, he's like an upcoming top, up and coming top laner. We can like gel him into like the player we want him to be, I guess, well, but I don't well, know. Guys, that's it. I gotta head out and I'm gonna go be wa- I'm gonna go actually watch the movie X by A24. I'll be reviewing it probably yeah, tonight. It's very, very good. Yep. Um, I mean, it, it, it isn't one of the better A24 films. It's just in the good ranking. Like, there's a lot of, because, you know, there's a lot of great A24 films. So mm-hmm. when an A24 film is just like a good six out of 10, you know, does its job, that's more of like the lower middle part of like their fucking lineup. So, but hey, it's still very good. So. Yeah, guys, I'm going to go watch X uh, next week for the Cloud9 podcast on Thursday around whatever time I had it for this one. Not saying it's a guaranteed time, it's just around at the same time. I'll most likely have it because I got to watch Morbius next week, and then after that I have to watch Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Um, mm-hmm. We'll have our own LEC 2022 Spring Split All Pro Teams MIP and MVP. Yeah, we're going to have all of our – like I don't know if he's going to do it for the Eastern – uh, leagues as well, like LPL or LCK. But yeah, oh, I don't I'm gonna know. I'm gonna have the old pro teams for four major regions. I'm gonna rank all ten of them in each role in each major region. I'm gonna do all that, and then crown like an MVP for each. It's gonna go do all that. Like, oh. do you think rookie deserves MVP in LPL? Definitely, he's been playing amazing. Mm. He's been playing out of his mind. It's crazy. Is that like um, people thought like IG was just. Like, this is the thing, because a lot of people deem success through, like, I guess, having really good years, right? And, and people mm-hmm. only saw that one good year out of him, even though I've been watching Rookie for a very long time. He's always super talented. It's just super nice to see players like him 
consistently outperform people's expectations and still show them why they're world champion. He's a re- he's a world champion mm-hmm. for a reason. He's not like he's not shit. There's a reason why people compare rookie to faker. You know. Yeah, but just he, God, I don't know who wins like MVP to an LCK. Honestly, like do you have do you have to give it to somebody oh, Kyria. on T one? Kyria, he's played him. Oh, that, that that that's true. Actually, Kyria. The games yeah. that I've seen from T one, Kyria's. Yeah, no, he is fire. by far the best support. That is true. They could give it to Kyria, like, but Kyria's been on fire. But when it comes I mean, when it comes to the most player of the games, Canyon has it by far. Oh, last thing I'll say is Rebecca. The vet is. If Fnatic win, I'll have my shirt off for two minutes on stream and I'll lick my fucking slipper. You already said that. (laughs) But if I win, G2 win, you have to come on stream with your cam on. You have to talk to us for as long as I want you to. And you have to praise G2. As G2 is the best organization. MSK, you've already said this like four times. Are you just afraid she's going to back out of the bet? No, no, no. I'm I'm afraid G2 is going to (laughs) lose. No, if you keep saying this to her, then she's going to back out of the bet. No, no. Because G2 is going to clap Fnatic so fucking hard. It's not even close. Come on. Okay, then. Again, again, I'm not wrong with my prediction, in my opinion, because... They have the potential easily to be the S-tier team and number one in the league. It's just their chemistry is not good. And Caps, <laughs> and it was and it was with an asterisk of if Caps at least returns to being a top three midliner. I'll still stand by didn't. this. I'll still stand by this. If Caps does somewhat come back to form, they're still going to – they will be a scary team. Yeah, like, again, if G2 had the same team chemistry Rogue did at this – like, in the first half of the split, then they would be S-tier. They would. Like, Ugh. what? Target Moss is a top two support. Yankos is a top two jungler. Broken Blade's a top two top laner, probably. Uh, Caps, yeah. And then fucking, I mean, Flacket, I would say, is like a top five ADC. Yeah, because like, this is the thing. When comparing all the roles, they have the most top players, in my opinion. This is the thing. They have the highest potential for their players. Because I don't think Fla- was Flackett or yeah, Flackett. I don't think it was that yeah. bad. I think it was a no. He was great. Yeah, he, he, was, pretty, he was pretty. Yeah, he actually yeah, got people hating on him yeah. just because you know he was on loose and teams in Spain didn't get a chance. So they're like, nah, he's bad. It's like, what the fuck? I thought he actually had a pretty good overall split. Yeah, I mean, I would have taken Han Song over him, but he's still great. And, yeah, I think a lot of the games that G2... Yeah, a lot of the... They could have had a lot more wins. They threw a lot of the games. A lot of those games were throws. Like, if you go back and watch a lot of those games, a lot Mm -hmm. of them were throws. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I think... I forgot what's the one thing called, like, Uprising, whatever that, like, league thing website is. Oh, dude, I want you to retweet this. Okay. Yeah, anyway, but they did their own like uh, pro team thing for the the top three of each role, and I honestly think it was spot on. I agree with it completely. Like, yeah, I guess honestly, Odo on they actually was the best top laner this season. I guess. I yeah, just, guys. I, I just didn't think of him as like the best because he's on a carry top laner. But I mean, thinking about it more, he actually was uh, like, yeah, I, I was wrong. He was. It's just the thing with with the team vitality roster, dude. Is like people need need to un- understand if you have players, quote unquote, of that caliber as a super team, they need to perform. The fact that Perks performing well against Astralis was surprising to people just goes to show you how much people will make excuses for a certain player on a certain team if they're not actually performing to a certain expectation. 
Like, people are like, oh my god, look at how Perks was super clutch against Astralis. And Perks actually had a pretty good split overall. I think Perks had a great split. I think he's probably, like, top four LEC mid laner, actually, which is pretty good, surprising how bad he played in the yeah. LCS, actually. But to see, like, Karzy run it down, Lebrov, Lebrov literally just loading up a game and losing for their team. Self-made's brain off the whole fucking split so far. Alfari gets a lead, but does literally nothing with it. Absolutely nothing with it. He does. You know, like if they lose, people yeah. be like, "Oh my god, how did Team Vitality lose to Excel?" It's like, what do you? Mm-hmm. If you've been watching the games, like Excel, they don't do anything that much better either. But at least they have a game plan. Team Vitality just looks like they're a bunch of solo queue players just playing. That's it. Yep. That's just what it looks like. I don't think yep. they have any reason to be Excel at mm-hmm. all. Yep. Well, um... what do you think happened to Mad Lions? It's a combination of losing Humanoid, who was, as we see right now, who's been performing well on Fnatic. Uh, Humanoid mm-hmm. was a very, very big contributor to Mad Lion's success, as we yeah. see how well he's put, he's played on Fnatic. Though I do think him playing on Fnatic right now, we don't really get to see Humanoid well, at his peak yet. You know? Well, it's a combination of two things, in my opinion, like as you said. Mm-hmm. Number one is that because... Again, I still thought Armu played solid overall, and I still think Elioya is great. I think Unforgiven was great, and I thought Kaiser was still great, even though he didn't look like it, but that's what happens when you're a support on a losing team. Mm-hmm. It was solely they – were, they were still a B-team, B-tier team in my opinion. It was just solely Reeker that dragged them fucking down. Otherwise, it would be B-tier if they still had Humanoid. That and also the fact mm-hmm. that they were never that great in the first place. Like, all right, like Rogue mm-hmm. really entered the spring split, and mm-hmm. then, and then in summer split they got fucking pretty lucky as well. Like they were never like this super team that like that like uh safely won really both of their splits. They like they were really, literally the worst like- fucking team in Group D. They made it out because of Icon. They were the worst team and tactical, but they were the worst team in Group mm-hmm. D. And they also weren't good at MSI. Honestly, if Cloud9 was actually consistent at MSI, they would have made it out instead of Mad Lions. Because the thing with Mad Lions is uh, or the reason why they didn't do well to split. Bad macro, the things that actually made them good. Uh, good decision making around Rift Heralds and Dragons, and when knowing to take team fights and actually setting up objectives. None of that will existed, and people need to understand the reason why none of that was going to exist is because you actually taken Reeker. Reeker was by far and away the worst mid laner in the LEC. He was horrible. He is fucking terrible. He's literally. The fake god of fucking mid laners for the LEC. He lost every counter matchup. He lost every matchup for champions. He specifically would opt into during draft. He can't play weak side. He can't play strong side. I get it. He's a rookie, but that's a big step down compared to what Humanoid offered them. Now, I get what some people say. You have to give him time, but he played bad. He played really bad. I think... Well, whatever I will say, he played, he played better in, like, the last week or two weeks. He actually didn't play bad. So I'll at least give him that. Otherwise, though, he played terrible. You also had Unforgiven. I think Unforgiven actually is good. I think Unforgiven is an upgrade over uh, Karzy. But 
Unforgiven yeah. and Kaiser need to get synergy down pat to really get their lane mm-hmm. going. If they get their synergy going, they're going to be a really good bot lane, which I think Mad Lions actually might be good coming into summer when they kind of fix some of the issues. But if Reeker stays as shitty as he did this split, oh, they can't make playoffs again. He he literally, he would get, he got like Renekton one game, I remember. Got ganks, did nothing with them, and then mm-hmm. lost. Like, He's just he's just all he's just completely awful. Then if Armut didn't get ahead, they didn't really do anything around the map. Then there was games where Aloye would be ahead in jungle proximity in terms of like being around the map, getting objectives, out drawing his opponent. But there's no lanes he can play through because they never set him. He was never even able mm-hmm. to set up his laners either. They had a bunch of problems. Like, but this is this is what I'll say. They should be in playoffs right now over Team Vitality. They play better in the super weak over team vitality they like it was just unfortunate they lost more games than they needed if they had won a lot of the close games this is the thing if they hadn't lost those games to sk gaming they most likely make it in playoffs over team vitality i genuinely think by week eight they were better than team vitality team vitality had that one last lucky easy win against astralis because it was the last game they had i generally think team vitality should not be in playoffs that is a horrible thing for the lec to have them in playoffs over Mad Lions, who actually outperformed in playoffs, literally, uh, sorry, who had Mad Lions outperform them in week eight, which is ridiculous. But then again, that's just league and comebacks are a thing. You know, the whole comeback thing now is for league, you know, everything is a comeback apparently, you know, but I'm glad, you know, Matt, I mean, to be fair, Mad Lions needed to not make playoffs. So uh, their coach Mac can kind of understand that. Yeah, it's cool to you know build up new players that's fine you can build up new players there is nothing wrong with that but the issue here with that is you can't always find diamonds in the road you know what i mean you can't always find that though you know a lot of these like lec orgs try to always do that when you don't really got to do that you could just buy a veteran that's what do you mean x maddie is fucking sick goodbye so, yeah, like, I just don't really get their philosophy when, when it comes to certain things. Like, you don't, you didn't have to opt in for a rookie. You could just yeah. bought Misty. But they're like, well, money's an issue. Guys, to be fair, we'll never know what is an issue or not because these people lie to us. So I'm going to go on limb and say, yeah. I, if they had the money and they didn't get Misty, they deserve to fucking not make playoffs then. Or Jensen or whoever, whoever the fuck they decided because Reeker, he's not it, man. I'm t- he's not it. If he does not improve, the summer split coming up after MSI, it, get a new guy. Just stop it. Just just get a new guy. Kofta! What's up, man? What's up, dude? How you been doing, oh, bro? Nice. What's up, Kofta? How you doing, man? Yeah, anyway, guys, but I have to go out. now because Somalitas go is going to want me to do something in like eight I gotta, minutes. I got to head out to watch Yeah, I'm just going to say bit. quickly, though, <laughs> this isn't League of Legends stuff. Just some guy mm-hmm. actually is trying to defend Jared Leto's Joker right now. And so oh, I just replied. Cool. So I just replied to him saying, uh, it, it, "Did he give you a reach around to say this?" <laughs> oh, dude, people are acting wild on Twitter over that one Joker scene. Holy shit! Yeah. Holy, yeah, I like right, it. Guys. Like, I Peace. honestly I like it. Out. I understand if others don't know, like, or if they don't think it's Joker. But you I think it, I think in the universe, though, it fits in the universe it's going for. That's what I'll say. And it, he did a good job with it. It isn't anything amazing, though, and I understand if people don't like it, but yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you next Thursday. All right, guys. Peace. Um, 
Way of Life Esports is signing out. Make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe. Make sure you watch the replay. And I'll see you guys later. Peace.